Hey everybody, this is Eric Stahl. And I'm Daryl Scott. And this is the Throwing Wrenches Podcast. This is the auto podcast that knows the waiting is the hardest part. Tom Petty told me that one time. That's right, it's true. On this episode of Throwing Wrenches... Nissan pushes back the release date of their next generation Z car. Want Android Auto in your Ford? Uh, cool. You'll have to wait even longer for that. Right. And the C8 Corvette gets electrified next year. Does that require a special pair of New Balance shoes? <laughs> Ouch! Howdy, everybody. Thanks again for listening to Throwing Wrenches Podcast. Again, this is Eric Stahl. And I'm Daryl Scott. If you want to join in the fun of the show, you can always hit us up. We're uh, at info at throwingwrenches.com. Oh, uh, i got to check the reviews, Daryl. Sorry. I don't know if we've gotten any, but <laughs> I, I know. We're going to find out. We occasionally get spam. If you're not spam, I mean, Eric probably likes spam. I like spam. Gabe, do you like spam? I don't know. Never had it. Never? Oh, you just you just released the Kraken. You didn't even, we didn't even get a chance to announce a special guest. Oh, it's no <clears> secret. Sorry. I mean, Gabe, Gabe, you're special. You're Despite what Eric says about you, you are special. But we'll get to that in a moment. Anyways, uh, if you if you're not spam or feeling spamish, info at thrownwrenches We want to talk to real people. You can also post a review on iTunes and be heard around the world because Eric will shout your name from the rooftops yeah. if you leave us a Sorry, review. Sorry, you're gonna have to carry the show here for about a minute, Daryl. While I uh, while I go through the uh, iTunes, <sighs> so we much got, work. Uh oh, we have 30 ratings. This is good. There could be another review. Just hang on. I don't know if we're actually gonna get a review this week but if we do we will gladly send you some throwing wrenches podcast stickers to put on your refrigerator your 1997 ford contour or on a motorcycle maybe a really cool motorcycle they look good there too so info throwingwrenches.com or post review on itunes let us know what what uh, what does it for you and uh we also want to say thanks to those who have gotten in touch with some uh, sponsorship opportunities I'm still waiting to hear back from you, yo. So we have a couple new reviews. This is amazing. I'm, I'm just going to say right serious? now. Yeah, seriously. On iTunes, this one comes from Jamie. Fun automotive podcast, fun banner, lots of laughs, a great podcast from hosts Eric and Daryl. Oh, they said our names. Thank you, Jamie. Hello. You know what that deserves? <laughs> a sticker a or sti- two. A sticker or two. What's the other one? What's the other also one? Also on 424, uh, from <laughs> their, their call sign is... $78. That's an, I don't even know what that means. That's pretty great, though. Not boring. From a Prius to an old Plymouth with a worn-out clutch, these guys covered all a total five. That's a really We did really not good pay review. for these endorsements, by no, the way. That's they, an intent listener. Have you ever listened that intently to a podcast? Um, I, I mean, I'm a casual. I, I, I casually listen to two pretty steady. So Are you? What about you? You never talk about podcasts you listen to. I, I talk about them all the time in the pre-show. No, I listen to dumb stuff. Uh, I did listen tonight to um, some of the latest Mike Rowe show where he had Adam Carolla on. Yeah. And I liked it. You know, it's okay. It's more of a love fest between those two. But they've yeah. also been on each other's podcasts since like 2010. Yeah. You sound a little jealous. Forth. I mean, Adam Carolla stopped returning my calls. That's really why I'm upset with him. Carcast. I wanted to be a guest on his Carcast. Well, when you called me and we first started doing the podcast, you said, I really want to do a show just like Carcast. And I'm like, I should have probably known you had a thing. I did. I did. And the restraining order also kind of should be a little tip off that maybe I'm a little intense. Too intense. Too intense. Yeah. Now, normally in this part of the show, we talk about our hosts, but uh, I was a slacker night and did not write 
about my host. And, and actually, I think Gabe, the Gabe Casey took it upon himself maybe to write about both of us. He's not a mystery guest. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to read these, Gabe, I think it's, it, it's written in, in your voice. I, I don't. I think it'd be funnier if you guys read it. Oh, no. Well, yeah, the deal was we were going to cold read these. Oh, <laughs> I have not read Even it. though they were not written by <laughs> us. What, okay. Are you ready means. for this cold read? Yes. Right. Yes, I am. If you don't know my co-host, Daryl Scott, well, if you don't know my co-host, Daryl Scott, thanks for writing that part. <laughs> Let me tell you this. He's an apologist who needs no apologies. He has seen the signs. They are metal and antique, expensive as well, and he wants to buy them all since they are automotive. He is a purveyor of all fine things at antique shops and estate sales. He is Daryl Scott. And I think that's a wonderful... Thank you. Thank you for yeah, that yeah. intro, and thank you for writing that, Gabe. Uh, I think that stems from some almost bad decisions that Gabe oh, I prevented I, I, me. Sorry, I thought I had uh, That's fine. some uh, some hand clapping, but I don't. It works, too. Uh, yeah, almost almost bought some antique signs this weekend, but they were really expensive, and Gabe talked me out of it. So thank you for saving me money. Uh, now, folks, if you don't know my co-host, Eric Stahl, let me tell you this. His automotive fleet grows almost by the day <laughs> because he has ample space and no Internet access. Not sure what the correlation is there. Uh, as an expert in sales and service, he can be trusted to advise on many different things. But do not, whatever you do, don't ask him about numbers because he, ladies and gentlemen, is no accountant. He is Eric Stahl. Oh, I thank you. Thank you so much for that, Gabe. Fuzzy I, man. I, Very I you, welcome. I, I think you nailed us uh, both this week. Do you, mm-hmm. do you yeah. need the explanation? No, no I, bought, I may have. It, we'll talk about a project. Okay. okay. All, right, all right. It'll come up. It'll come up. Uh, and then, Gabe, we actually have a, an intro that somebody wrote for you. I don't know who that was. Did you write your own? I did not. Okay. I well, some, some rando wrote it. I don't know. Was it Jamie, the reviewer? No. Okay. No, no. But I, uh, Maybe you could read this one, Daryl. Do you want to read this cold, or do you want, Yeah, you take it. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, if you don't know our most frequent guest, yes, he's <laughs> now officially earned that title. The most frequent guest on the Throne Wretches podcast. Where's your claps? Got I, I, I don't... I, 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 it didn't load that sound file. Uh, so he is the... Uh, there you go. That's not <laughs> That's <what> appropriate. <laughs> so if you don't know him... <laughs> <laughs> the saddest, most of those recent guests, while Daryl dies coughing. Oh my gosh! And Eric's dying laughing. I uh, I don't know what to say here. Thank you. <laughs> this show's getting off to a, a wonderful start, by the way. Uh, but if you don't know our frequent guest, um, you might see him motoring through your town in one of his unique trucks, his unique automobiles, or unique motorcycles, which is parked behind him right now. I could smell the petrol right now. Yes. Uh, Some have the steering wheel on the right side, some have the left, some have wooden wheels, some have alloys. Well, one common feature of all of his rides, the guy behind the wheel or on the handlebars, is always grinning ear to ear. He is Gabe Casey. Welcome, Mr. Casey. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. There you go. He's one of four. I gotta mark these things. It's been two weeks since we did a show. I can't yeah. keep track of the uh, sound effects. My it's, bad. My bad. It's all good. And Gabe, thank you for letting us uh, not only borrow you for tonight, uh, but also uh, loaning us some studio space. We're in the illustrious confines of studios. Is this C? C. C. Yeah. For Casey. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Oh, also the third, just the C. third one. Oh, okay. That, all right, but a, B, we're not. That made sense. We're already identified. We're not good at math and numbers, <laughs> yeah. right? Anyways, thanks for thanks for your time, and uh, we're going to get to some of your latest acquisitions because they're plural. You actually have bought some things since last last time, and if you remember, last time you were on the show, I think you made a New Year's resolution. What was that? I didn't make it on the show. I made it in real time on New Year's, mm. and I said, I'm not going to buy any more cars this year. I'm going to sell some stuff, 
that's a terrible decision for any of us. So don't yeah. do it. Just yeah. buy stuff. Have fun. Okay. All right. That's, that's, that's pretty sound advice. And you weren't entirely wrong. You didn't buy new cars. Well, I, Yeah, I did. Well, one. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't take advice from a guy like Gabe when it comes to like car purchases and stuff like that. No. Well, actually, anybody at this table is probably the wrong person. to. If, if, if you know any three of us and you're like, you know, I'm kind of on the fence. Should I buy this car or not? Don't call any of us three because all three of us are going to say what? You should probably buy it. Yeah, not, just go ahead. Not true because I talk Daryl out of purchases and you. Uh, That's no, not don't, true. Don't buy things that aren't a good purchase, but buy lots of things. No, to, <laughs> to, to Gabe's credit, he has talked us out of some things. What has he ever talked me out of? You? Well, you don't listen. <laughs> there's, there's a difference. He tried there. to get into a passion conversation about a RAV4. There's no passion. There's no, it's just, Does this spark joy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but not everything needs to spark joy. But that's a whole that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Anyway, All um, right. thanks thanks for coming, and uh, thanks to our Patreon folks. Well, and thanks for Gabe for being a longtime sponsor of the show. Um, you know, the Arena Esports and uh, Casey Law Office have certainly been there for us. But Gabe, in general, Gabe Casey has been there for us. So thanks again, Gabe. Welcome. Yeah, uh, but uh, but do you know about Forts Toyota Pekin, Gabe? Gabe, have oh, you ever been to Forts you know Toyota Pekin? I, I literally was posting today on Facebook about Forts Toyota Pekin. Really? I'm not joking. Somebody said in the Mortonites page, where can I get my Toyota transmission worked on? And some lady commented, take it to Forts Toyota in Pekin. Yeah. And I said, yes, 100%. Don't take it to Peoria. Take it to Pekin. Aww. And I got like three likes on it in like 20 minutes. Oh, nice. That's money. Nice. Appreciate that, man. So you're building a transmission in a couple of days? Yeah, or? I haven't gotten that call yet. But that's what we need out there. We need brand ambassadors. And a guy like Gabe is a brand ambassador. Daryl, I consider you a brand ambassador as well. Thanks. I but, try. But should you not know about Forts Toyota Pekin like these two guys do, well, Forts Toyota Pekin will be out at Autocross this weekend, which this show might be released after Autocross this weekend. But they sponsor local racing. You know what? Forts Toyota also sponsors the car show because they're right there for cars and coffee. But they're a fine new car dealership in North Pekin, Illinois, 15 minutes from anywhere. They sell new and used Toyotas, certified, you name it, toyota-pekin.com. You can call them up at 309-382-4000. And you can also talk to their fine service department, which I run, by the way, 309-382-4001. Awesome. Yep. Uh, you have a note in here to uh, to thank Kelly. Well, Kelly, the dude yeah. on our Patreon. I, so everybody on the Patreon feed got some swag, Daryl. They all got stuff that uh, they, you know, guys were sending pictures and they were like, hey, look at this thing I got in the mail this week. Mm-hmm. And so all of our Patreon members got some of that swag. If you're a Patreon member, you get exclusive club gear. But it's Kelly, pretty, the dude, has slick. not responded, so I'll make sure Kelly's uh, he's listening. I'll make sure, Kelly, if you're okay, just wink twice, okay? Just yeah. let us know. Do um, you need help? <laughs> What's the safe word? Uh, but anyway, no, uh, we have many Patreon subscribers and uh, great folks. And if it was for the Patreon subscribers, you probably wouldn't be noticing the keen upgrades in the audio. And we do appreciate all that. These are top-notch. They actually get uh, my coughing spells. Yes. In full sur- surround yes. stereo. Yes. Three uh, speaker surrounds. Oh, yes. my pa- gosh. Patreon subscriber Don <laughs> mentioned last week, he thought maybe you were eating chips. Are you eating, like, the hot and spicy Doritos or something? No. Or? What are the uh, Takis? Your Ta- Takis? Have you seen those? No. They're, they're like, like the a, spicy. A flaming hot. Oh, my God. They're they're delicious. But, yeah, they will, they'll make you sound like this. No, I just have... <laughs> I've got the world's longest cold. Um, you know, it's 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 on it's on the it's on the what do you call it? The mend. Yeah, I'm on the mend. I should be in traction or something because I I really do feel terrible. But uh, I I should be getting better. And by the way, if I do pass away and this is my last show, 
It's Man. been real. You guys are awesome. 61. Come on. Yeah. I, my dream was we got to 100 at least before we called it quits. So. We had a good run. Episode yeah. or the age? Oh. 61. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Again, uh, thanks for commenting. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for the reviews, everybody. Thank you so much. Seventy eight bucks, Jamie. It means the world to us. Uh, those five star ratings mean a lot. And again, like I mentioned last show, Spotify is allowing you now to do five star ratings, so those help us get in the algorithms. You know, it's all about the algorithms. Uh, also, make sure you share the show. Make sure you tell all your friends about it. You know, Steve Brown, he tells his friends about it. He does. Do you tell yours, Daryl? Uh, not Dave, enough. Do you tell? Do you talk about our podcast? Most of my friends are at this table. Screw that. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> not good enough. That's Work harder. <laughs> get more friends. Exactly. <laughs> Where do you buy said friends? Yes. Anyway, so the first section of the show, we talk about projects. It's a good echo. You in like here. that? Mm-hmm. This room has it has that uh, joie de vivre. <laughs> wow. He's, he's taking a French Rosetta Stone course. Ah, French for mold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pronounced Joie de Vivre. Yeah, Joie de Vivre. It's like a Mercedes Benz. Um, do we, who wants to go first on the projects? I'd prefer maybe just – I'll skip this section of the show tonight. I'll let you guys talk. Why? I'm just saying. I mean, I'm generous that way. You have things to talk nah, about. Nah. Like Mr. Rogers nah, says. Seriously, go you'll first, You'll have Darryl. things oh, you'll God. want to it's talk not, about. That's all, that's all good. Well, I'll I, tell I you always what. talk about myself. I spend too much time. Little Mule probably consumed two segments of the show last time, so I'll just step out. Oh, I was going to write that about your pre-show intro, and I forgot. I was going to say he knows about horses and mules <laughs> and tractors on right. his farm, but yeah. the mule was the truck. Well, well maybe He's, on your fourth episode a year from now. You mean the fifth? Fifth. Uh, whatever, because <laughs> you're bad at math. That's a good segue. So that is the point of Eric's thing: is he's bad at math because he titled episode 47 "Gabe Casey 3.0," which means that was the third episode. I don't know. Whatever. This is the fourth. If you think I can remember that far back? That's been, that's forever ago. That yeah. was like 2019, probably. Yeah. Well, maybe 2012. I don't remember what it was. I don't know. I don't remember the last two years. Yeah. I'm. I, you guys getting to that point though, where someone's like, "Hey, when did you paint this or whatever?" You're like, "I don't." I don't remember back. meeting Gabe. I, don't, I mean, he just like appeared in my life. I did. I walked in the service center and said, hey, this guy wants to sue you guys. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you seem like a douchebag. Come have a seat. Let's talk. <laughs> and then Mike's like, come look at my FJ40. And I'm like, I love these guys. We're in. We're in. Thick as thieves. Well, Gabe, why don't you go first? Because you're the guest, and that's what polite people do. So um, what what are you working on in your menagerie of automotive menageries? There's a first for everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would like to thank Daryl for inciting me to buy a 1927 Chrysler. I haven't been on the show. Inciting or inspiring? Which was it? I think inciting. Okay. More for me. <laughs> Wait, when's a riot? What do you exactly. do with a riot? That's okay. exactly what I'm going for. predict a riot. There but no, enough. because... It's a daunting project, right? Even if a car has been well like stored and maintained, it's almost 100 years old, and it's going to have issues. And it has had issues, and Daryl's been there, helped me get it started. We took it around the block a couple times with Daryl and Eric with the e-brake, and it was a lot of fun. It was. But it still needs uh, brakes. We're having trouble getting the brakes pressurized. We're going to have to check out the hoses and the tires and tubes. I just want to replace them all at this point. But the problem is I have no space in my garage I've taken one off, and people are worried about the split tubes, the split tires. Mm. Oh, it's going to pop them. It's going to get them. It's like an old semi, right? It's one of those things where the rims are in two two piece rims, actually three, because you've got the wood spoke. Then you have like the the rim itself, and then there's like a like a ring that retains everything. Yes. like the tire and inner, inner tube on the rim. Yeah, and then uh, that attaches to the other ring, which is inside. 
So it's it, crazy. Yeah. And so people have volunteered to help. I posted in some Chrysler groups and, you know, Dodge Plymouth Chrysler groups in days and, and we'll see what happens with it. But I just, at this point with like an older car like that, I don't want to just get it back on the road. I want to get it really functional and solid. I don't want to have to hassle with it. So sure. that's project number one, but that is on the back burner. Um, and then project number two is the 1983 <laughs> Volkswagen Rabbit that I purchased, not an 81. And that, that's, oh, I'm sorry. That's the other joke for uh, Eric. Obviously, uh, everybody look. would know the difference between 81 and 83. Well, you would because actually they have different options. If you go to the Wikipedia, <laughs> you can't get the same gearing. You don't get the same number of like even you know the same number of gears yeah. in an 83 versus 81. So it's very different. Three speed versus a four speed. Exactly. It's something <laughs> like that. So I have the five speed, but uh, I, I bought this. Is it car. a stick? Yeah. Okay. It's five thank, speed thank stick. God for that because the automatics in those things. We're a royal turd. Were they? Really? Yeah, just doggy. Oh, my God. I can imagine. You want to talk about a slush box like you always say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might as well be a CVT in that thing. Yeah. It's a cool little ride. So it looks like the old school Rabbit, but it has some GTI parts on it, right? It's yeah. It's been... got like maybe some aftermarket bumpers or some updated bumpers and, and uh, head, you know, front grill and lights and things like that. There's some sway bars, coilovers, things like that. It's, it's definitely been like attempted to be upgraded sure. but i don't know if anything's functional at this point but solid I, looking car though yeah I mean, it's, as far it's, as body goes it's for a midwest car yes absolutely midwest convertibles can go one of two ways it could be something that somebody just seasonally drove tucked away in the garage so it's usually in pretty good shape or then there's the ones that like i bought a convertible in the midwest i'm gonna drive it year round and those are the ones where like the top leaks and it's got holes in the floor pans guilty this thing's- yeah my 97 <laughs> celica we drove it and drove it drove it they had to replace the roof sure Paint's not great, you know. Yeah. I mean, they do well, you leave. You drive it to drive, or you own it to drive. So. Yeah, they're, they're, they're cool rides, but here in the Midwest, it's, it's, it's a harsh climate if you're going to daily drive that thing. So that thing actually is pretty clean for its age and condition. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's very clean. I had a 2001 Audi TT that was a convertible, and yeah. I sold it because I couldn't park it in a garage, and I had to drive it year-round. So yeah. I hear what you're saying. But, yeah. no, it's clean. i got to sort out the electrical, electrical issues, but uh, it'll be good. But it's been sitting in my quote-unquote downtown Morton parking lot where I just park all my crap. Only in Morton can you abandon a car in an urban parking lot that's still a convertible there. and not have it just like slashed and rolled out. Yeah, it's a five-speed. So, I mean, somebody could just roll it on a trailer and said, yeah, we'll take this up to Chicago, man. We'll flip this thing. Right. And, I, and it still has the Cadillac kind of, kind of like convertible. <laughs> like, can, you, can you imagine that? It's yeah. insane. Well, I mean, on a, on a 83... Volkswagen, what's a cat look like? It's probably no bigger than my fist. Right? I don't know. Fruit. Yeah. I've never jacked a cat, Eric, so I don't know as much about you. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you know yeah. about it. But, and then, um, so those are the four-wheeled vehicles that you've acquired in recent months. Uh, what's the latest purchase that's actually sitting within vision? Like I, I can, can smell it. I can smell it from here. <laughs> it smells like victory. That, that's no, my it's baby. not a victory. It's no. not a victory. Derby. No, that's that's patent. I'm <laughs> that, that's patent. A, that's the newest child. That's the, that's the golden child. That's the uh, the new inspiration. I haven't had a motorcycle in several years. Uh, I had my daughter, and I had a Harley shortly after that. Uh, you which and I, Harley does not make sense at all. I, I actually bought it at the Clinton Auto Auction. Okay, so it was. It was one of those deals. Yeah, yeah okay. it was a deal. I had skulls all over it. Oh, it, nice. And oh, it nice. was clean. It was low mileage. And it actually was a great ride. Sportster? What was yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. It was I could like see a, you on a Sportster. Yeah. And it, I really liked it. But uh, ultimately, you know, my wife with a motorcycle would get rid of it. But then I had been pushing so hard for, <laughs> for buying a Lamborghini recently <laughs> that when I told her I bought this BMW motorcycle... She didn't even bat an eye. She's like, that's, was, that's a rational choice. It was a thing of beauty. And she's totally against a motorcycle. But when you see it, 
you realize it's not like a you're going to go fast, you're going to die, you're going to make a bad decision. It's a 1955 BMW R50. You can still make bad decisions on it. Well, you can make a bad decision on anything. You my, can just my turn into the car. I can make a bad decision on night. You know, yeah, you just... could let me drive it. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, That'd be the it's... best decision I ever made if you wreck it. But at the same time, it, something like that is when people look at old cars. It's it's neat. It's unique. It's a uh, I don't know, like a novelty. You want something you can take somewhere, and people be like, "Hey, nice car." With old bikes, and this is just me being uh, not as proficient in, in, in motorcycles. When you look at that, you think, oh, that's pretty. But you don't necessarily say that's old. What's, I mean, the more you look at it, you can, you can tell. But what was it about that particular bike that, that drew you in? Were you it, looking at antique v- motorcycles, or did it just kind of happen? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I had no intention to buy a motorcycle. But like you guys, I'm always up for a good deal and something that strikes my interest. Good deal. I, I, I wasn't really up. show up by Gabe, just open their, their coat up and be like, I had a watch for you. Here. Got a Rolex. Yeah. Like, How much you know what? You could sell me on a watch and a coat, Eric. Absolutely. <laughs> if it had it. wheels and an engine. <laughs> so they walk away naked from his house. You know, I just went to sell him a watch. He bought everything. He took it all. Yeah. No, no it, so, so, it's, yeah. It's, it's an opportunity. And I, you know me, my interests have like grown in the past two, three years. I, the old Chrysler, the old Land Cruiser, now the old motorcycle. Um, it just, I will jump on it if it's beautiful, it's unique, and I get a good deal on it. Sure. Why, why would I not do it? Yeah. And you, it's nice to have something that not everyone has. Harleys are nice. You can go and buy a, any kind of new bike and enjoy it, take it for a spin. But you're not going to run in on a, stop, on a stoplight or at a cruise in, Cars and Coffee or something like that. You're not going to find someone else who's got another 55 BMW R50. I, well, I've never seen an R50 around here, have you? No. No, I'm trying to think because sometimes at Cars and Coffee you'll have a couple bikes parked down the center. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what those bikes are. Uh, this guy's got a Triumph. There's that Royal Enfield guy we saw at uh, the Bradley show. Oh, Travis. That's Travis cool. has the Royal Enfield. Yeah. Royal Enfield. Which is, I mean, again, stylistically, they're sharp looking they bikes. They are. Look it, great. Yeah. But, but they're imitating what that bike is. That's the real deal. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, the guy told me, at, so, <laughs> I met this guy at an Irish bar. He says I got twenty seven thousand dollars into this bike, mm. but I'll sell it for fifteen. How, wow. how do you not go look at it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a peek. I'll see exactly. And then was it love at first sight? It was just like I have oh, to. Oh, absolutely. This thing home. And he was he was a what, big. What else does the guy have? He, you walk in. So you walk into his garage. He's got a single stereo, not a stereo, just a single audio component with a tube set up on top with an yeah. i an old iPod plugged into the top of it total hipster and it's but he's like 67 yeah but that but he's that not tube, a hipster that tube set up with the old iPad that's that or iPod that's like 10 years ago that I was, remember those that was kind okay. of thing yeah. yeah but it it sounded amazing oh sure and yeah. then he's telling he we have a beer he's telling me the whole story we're oh, talking about yeah. the bike and Dude, he's got the Glenn a, Gary Glenn Ross yeah he's got a Bavarian flag draped across it so I'm not even looking at it when I come in and then by the time he just pulls the flag no like, way with, with the flick of the wrist he pulls the flag and reveals the bike and I look at it and he talks to me about all the well this was worth this much and I sent this to here and this and that I shook his hand and I said, "It's a deal. There's no negotiation. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 get the man his money and yeah. you walk away happy." Yeah. And so so for those who aren't super familiar with it, the bike has a different look to it because the motor itself is physically it's a flat two cylinder, right? Yeah. Horizontally opposed, opposed. two cylinder. Does yeah. okay. BMW make any other type of motor for their bikes? I don't know. 
Okay. There's a I've lot of these. Yeah, because Mr. Ford has an, an older, like an 80s BMW bike. Okay. A, action bike. Opposed. And I, that's the first time in my life I'd ever seen one of those. It was like mid-90s. I still am like, what's up with that bike? That, I'd never seen a BMW bike in real life mm-hmm. until the 90s. And I saw that engine. like, that doesn't seem very convenient. Look at those cylinder heads sticking out. When I grew up uh, just south of the Wisconsin border, so it was prime Harley-Davidson country. Anything in Milwaukee or, you know, the, oh, sure. that vicinity, yeah. there was just Harleys everywhere on the weekends, right? And so the BMWs stood out because they were different. But the one thing I always noticed about BMWs, even as a kid, the people that rode those rode those on, um, like, cross-country or, like, longer road trips because you sat up high, you were comfortable, they they they... I don't know. It's a lower center of gravity. Something about them. They, they just vibrate your fillings out your teeth. <laughs> it's not a paint shaker <laughs> underneath your uh, your crotch. No. So the, so those things, and they've always been a great road bike. So the fact that you have one that's fully restored doesn't need anything except maintenance. You know, and you can take that thing and ride it anywhere you want. I think you're going to have a great summer. I really do. I just hope. Uh, you know. What's your life insurance at? Yeah. Five hundred thousand. That's good. That's yeah. Good. The kids get to college fine. on that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's more than I'll make in a decade. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> the, house, the house we paid for, you'll be good. Yeah, I Rachel think she's fine. plotting my death she'll, as we speak. She'll find a nice guy. It'll be all right. I love how Eric she'll just goes well. straight to doom and gloom. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you have fun, enjoy yeah. it. And he's like, what's your life insurance <laughs> policy <laughs> situation? I mean, do you do? Do you wear a helmet? Uh, in town, no. Okay. No. Still could die. You can die with a helmet or without, but the, it's funny because people argue like, oh, I don't want to wear a helmet because I don't want to just have my whole body be crippled, but my brain's still alive. Whatever. Gonna, it, it, there's all sorts of stuff. There's That's a lot of things. thought. The into one thing it. I'll say about this, BMW owners generally leather up. When you yeah. see a BMW guy on the road, they're leathered all the way down. I mean, yeah. full, I mean, literally, let's, let's take the top button and fasten it. And then mm-hmm. all the way down to the long sleeves, the pants, and the whole thing. Do you have the whole get so, up? So this is hilarious. The guy had an authentic vintage set of leathers yes. that I bought separately with the bike. Oh. And it is the thickest leather jacket. This thing has to weigh 20, 25 pounds no when kidding. you put this jacket on. Yeah. And on the inside. Is he like the, your size or what? Uh, no, but I don't think he necessarily wore it. Was the he, jacket was fits pretty good. Or was he Daryl's size? Or? He was about 6'2", at least. Yeah, <laughs> he was a tall... I don't know how he rode this bike, because the bike has a low center of gravity. It yeah. sits low. I fit perfect on it. I'm 5'8". Like, I have room. A 5'6 guy could ride this easily. Um, but I bought this full jacket, and I've, I've worn it, and it's the thickest, heaviest thing. Inside, it has, like, old motorcycles, German motorcycles and cars and, yeah, like, cool. the lining, cool. and it's crazy. I love that. I love that stuff, too, because it, it is a piece of history, and it's something that not – people here collect old Harleys and Indians, things like that. You don't see people collecting This bike old, is – yeah. Yeah, this, this is, is special. But now I want old Harleys and Indians, too, because it will accent the – I can see the Indian thing. The Harley thing, I think, is uh, – there's plenty of other collectors out there that might go after them harder than you. Yeah, like, uh, what's his name from American Pickers? <laughs> I said a knucklehead. I'm kind of tired of that. Anyone that's talking about anything they've seen on Pickers. Knuckleheads. Well, heads. I got Pluto TV, and I've been watching a lot of uh, the uh, American Pickers, and I've also been watching a lot of Storage Wars. I've been doing that, I can't too. stop watching Storage Wars. I yeah. mean, they've been doing this gig, and it, and it seems so contrived. I mean, you see some lackeys, like some fresh faces show up behind them, but then these five schlubs always somehow, you know, win, yeah. win the bids. Barry Weiss or whatever yeah, Barry, his name is. What's his name? Barry Weiss. She's a conservative. Uh, anyway. No, who's the who's the Hollywood it's guy? It's Barry. It's not, not Weiss. His name. It's, not, it's not Barry Weiss, though. That's Barry, the beer. Barry, 
That's nope. the white. That's the line in Kugel's. She's on Bill Maher all the time. Barry Weiss. I don't watch that either. No, what's what the hell is that guy's name? Barry something. Barry. With Barry the, Schlub. With, well, Barry with the skull gloves. Mike Ford had some of those skull gloves or the skull gloves. The yeah, he's gloves. got the fingerless or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, I love Barry. He's fun. Yeah, he's fun. I hate Mike. I don't like is Mike. He the, yep. Yeah, he's a, he's a. It's, yeah. it's Barry Weiss on Star Wars. Is it we have Weiss? internet. Yep. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Daryl's. I thought it was checking. Um, well, look up Barry. There's another Barry Weiss. She's a conservative. Yeah, there's pundit. a bunch of them. There's some yeah. black Barry, Barry Weisses. You want to go into all the Barry Weisses? Wow, there's there's wow. Barry. That's Barry White, the singer. Exactly. I don't know. Anyways, so before we get off on a tangent, Eric, what are you? Nothing. What was that? That's my Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was hearing voices in there's my head. There's no bass in it though. That was Barry White, and I, and I can't tune it. I mean, I love this new mixer. I think we sound amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't. But uh, whoa, it's just my voice. Yeah, well, it's not the you. mixer. No, you're fine. Just go ahead and turn we'll, his we'll, mic off, Eric. Yeah, That'd be yeah, fine. yeah. We'll just uh, bye. Uh, no, <laughs> so so okay. I know you don't want to talk about projects, but there's well, some, it's your turn. There's some cool stuff. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, What's not. going on over the the you're, Scott Auto Museum in North Peoria? You're not the boss of me. I want to hear about your kid's prom and nah, how you won't nah, let him drive nah, a super. I mean, I'm serious. I I spent so much time. I feel like I stole from the show. I want to give back. That's my that's my way. I don't believe it's a this. karma. Thing. That means he didn't prep for the show. It's a karma <clears throat> thing. He wrote three notes, anyways. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but we love him. I might talk. I might. Oh, but he wants to finish. So because <laughs> people remember the last thing they heard. Okay, so uh, I got the super out and I jumped it. That's uh-huh. my, that's why it's one thing. And, you drove uh, that here. It's in the parking lot. I did drive lot. it here. It's nice. Got the target top off. I still want to sell the car. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with it. But my kid wants to take it to prom. That tells you something right there. When you have a fleet of mm-hmm. six or seven cars. Uh, and the kid picks that car as the prom car. Well, all right. I still want to sell the car, but I got it going. So you could sell it to a high schooler who's influenced by your influencer son. That's true. That's yeah. an excellent idea. Hey, you going to college next month? Yeah. Hey, you need a '94 Super or '90? What the hell? The yeah. one thing I got going. So 90, I, I, on Crutchfield, and last May I bought a radio for it, a Boss radio, and it keeps flipping on and off. And so when I jumped the car, the Boss radio came up, but then it went away. So I went to Crutchfield, and Crutchfield, a bunch of there's like a bunch of one stars in that radio saying that it won't boot properly or something like that. Mm. But my 12 volt is not working, and my mirrors aren't working right now, and I do believe that the uh, everything's linked. Okay. So I think the mirror and the radio and the 12 volt are all connected. So I'm going to double check that before I call Crutchfield and go crying that I need a new radio. But Crutchfield has like a three year warranty with Boss, so well, that's good. Um, yeah, but I, that touch. Touch face Apple CarPlay radio that's in there when it works, it's amazing. It's yeah, awesome. It's I mean, dude, it's like I'm taking all the modern technology, putting it in this old car, so it's great. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. And the the sunroof or the target top still scratched from where my daughter launched it last year. Does it seal at least? Full send. Yeah. Kind of. Anyway. <laughs> kind of. Uh, what else was on my notes there, Daryl? Sorry, I closed my computer because I was running out of battery. Um, oh, that's why. That's why. There's yeah, a flood that's, right that, next that's to what you. it was. You uh-huh. know, I just. Uh, I well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll I, refresh. I don't want to be greedy. Uh, I still love the little mule. Yes. Yeah. We saw you posted a video. I did. I, did. I, I put a Facebook Live out there this last week mm-hmm. and let people know. Knocked down a tree, took down some timber, and. Uh, There's a pretty good chunk of lumber in the back of that. Yeah. That no, I, actually, I filled up a whole rack. I don't know. What, I don't know what a cord is. Do you know what a cord is? It's no. Like, what is that put, unit of measurement? Can you put it under it's, your it's arm? It's actually a pickup that... truck bed full. That's oh. a cord. That's a cord. Yeah. Really? What? Yeah. Google it. I think you're wrong. <laughs> you're you're the fact checker. You should be checking that right now. 
Well, anyway, I got a, I got a cord of wood. <laughs> just like the 1800s. My wife is like, why don't you split that? I'm like, it's still wet. She goes, well, you know, I'd split it. I'm like, no, you let it dry. You yeah, it's easier to split. Yeah, exactly. So we got do, you have a, do you have a splitter? I got a mall. What's that? Come on, man. You gotten into an argument over when to split wood? Yes, yes. This is what happens. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe, we've been married close to 30 years. These are the kind of things where you, you know, and, and so what do you do? You just turn back around, go back out into the garage, and then you tinker. And you disappear. Uh, uh, you kind of move some tools around. Yeah. You're kind of like, yeah. oh, I need the compressor's kind of dirty. I'm like, Psh, no, blow and it then out. when the sun goes down, you go back in the house. No, so what is a maul? It's it's a half of a sledgehammer and half of an axe. Yeah. So it's got a blunt end. I've got you one can of those. hit with the sledgehammer and it'll split wood. Yeah. I didn't know that's what, what it was called. It's yeah. called a maul. And it, you okay. can actually get a maul, like a, a hatchet maul, where you swing it and it, it like throw it, 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 it weighs like 30 pounds as you're throwing it, but uh, it'll like split the wood right there. Have you seen those ones you mount on a truck, like a, like a truck axle? And it looks like a screw. It looks like one of those. Uh, yeah, it just turns the wood and just splits and it. Splits yeah. it. Yeah. And people are like, those are great. They work great, but they also will like disembowel you. Yeah. If you're too close no, I don't to need it. anything. I mean, it's just like anytime I get near my PTO, my tractor, it's got like this graphic image of somebody being twisted around the PTO, and yeah. you're like, that might have happened to somebody. So I'm good. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I just stay away from that. <laughs> just not worry. That's about why it. you never let your kids anywhere near your tractor. And uh, last thing, I bought a car. So, anyway, what's <laughs> whoa, 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 Back the SUV uh, up. What, uh, what, for the folks at home geez. who aren't keen on your every purchase, what's going on? Do, you, I, this, do we need an intervention? Is this a support Addiction. Is this a support group? You're only going to get, get 10 guys in the room here. We just, like, talk about, I bought a car this week. You're only going to get enablers in this room. Uh, wait, wait, wait. How many cars have you bought this know. year? don't know. Two? Two. Three? Just two. Okay. Since January, only two? <laughs> I can surprising. think of two right now. <laughs> I guess you don't count. Oh, God. Anyway, the shame. The shame uh. of crawling into this conversation. Um, so this is just... I, last episode, I talked about this. And, and if you're a pre-show listener, you may have heard me moaning the same point. But you know, I, I said, what's going to happen is a customer's going to roll in and say, Hey, Eric, you've been talking about this car. You want to buy it? Blah, blah. Well, it wasn't that car. It wasn't the 93 Celica that I've been pining over for the last decade. Thank God for that, because that'll be number three for the year. Uh, this this was a 2005 RAV4, and a customer called and said, hey, we don't need this. We have a, a newer RAV4, and uh, we're thinking about selling it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. I will tell everybody in my shop, and by the way, talk to the used car manager and let him take a look at it. And uh, all, sure. those, all those things happened. All my staff knew about this car. I held my cards, didn't even tell my wife about it for a week. That's a long time for you. A week. And I t- the, the customer had come in, and I took a couple pictures of it, and I posted it on the Facebook group for the in-house so the technicians know about it. I'm like, here's a 2005 RAV4, 166,000 miles, two-wheel drive, automatic, not a stick shift, so not even in my wheelhouse. If it's not a stick shift, I don't care. Like the last Celica you bought? Well, that's, that's, a, that's a convertible. That's I'm, a convertible. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Technicality. Shut up. Facts. I'm sorry. Who brought you into this show? Anyway. <laughs> Go on. So. <laughs> um, anyway. So I let it fester and fester. Who? And then finally, I burst it onto my wife. <laughs> and I said, hey. She was talking about something about my son's fuel economy and his farm runner really sucks. And oh, by the way, he's probably going to Wisconsin next year for school. 
I said, well, you know, there's a RAV4 for sale that I know about over in Canton. Oh, really? And then I showed her the picture I'd taken because I'm stupid. No. I'm so stupid. No. And she goes, well, that looks really nice. How much do they want for it? And I said, I don't know, four or $5,000, something like that. And our, our used car department had already looked at it. They put a bid on it. I will never step on them. You know, if it's something the dealership wants, I'm not going to be that guy. Sure. That's, that's the worst employee ever going out there scalping cars. Like and poaching them. And yeah. flipping them or something like that. That sounds like something that Gabe would do. Yeah, Can I get right? a job? That sounds fun. It's right up my alley. Yeah. And uh, so next thing I know, we're driving over Canton and uh, taking a, a drive in it. I knew it was clean. I know the whole service history. And uh, it, it drove. and It was as nice as I expected. And uh, we ultimately got to a price, and she hugged me. The woman hugged me, and she was so happy we Aww. got it. He paid extra for that. No, I didn't. No, she was happy because she was just, you know, they loved that car. They bought it new back in 2005. Someone will take care of it. Yeah, and so they really did want to sell it. They didn't want to go through the, the trial and tribulation of putting it online and dealing. And she said that. She goes, the reason we brought it into the dealership to give them a quote, because we really, really don't want to sell it ourselves. How and, you know this, Daryl. Well, yeah, just wrapping up. And we were talking before you got here about... The trials and tribulations of Facebook Marketplace. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's not fun. Selling stuff is never fun yeah. at private party sale. But even today, I'd say, sure, the platform is easy. You can get on Facebook or Craigslist and do it. Uh-huh. But I think the customer, the clientele buying Suck. stuff, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. Anything under ten grand is basically you're dealing with a – and I'm not even like throwing out – You're a stereotype, aren't you? No, I'm not even no. – stereotype. just the, the type of person that's that, – that is going to be buying something of that of that price range is not going to be. Um, I'll just stop there. Okay, all right, I get it. <laughs> they yeah. don't have money, Daryl. I get it. It sucks. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. It, it really does. But yeah. So, anyways, I can completely understand. Yeah. So we bought the car with anticipation that Aiden's going to college next year in Wisconsin. He's got two wheel drive four runner. You know what? They drive in snowpack up there, Daryl. You know what a two-wheel drive four-runner is going to do with one wheel spinning up in Wisconsin in the wintertime? It's going to slip slide away from him. Exactly. He's slip already been in the ditch. Away. What? He goes in the ditch here. What's he going to do one in time. Wisconsin? And he only had his license like a month or two. So he's done oh. very well with that car. Okay. Uh, so I'll give him that. But uh, So we bought it for my son said, hey. And we told him he could come with us to look at the car. Uh, I don't want to do that. Really? Yeah. But then we get the car, and he's been nonstop in it. He got it plated, got it insured, and next thing you know, he's been dry. I think he put like 300 miles in it in like three days. So what was it? Because it was ju- it was just there? It's, it's not cool. That car's not cool, Daryl. But Compared. you don't need – I hate his, to say all this. All of his friends agree. It's not the same as a 4Runner, as we told me. No. When I got rid of my Velari and got my Dodge Colt, it wasn't the same as a Velari. I get it. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time – this car gets 30 miles a gallon. Your 4Runner gets 12. Yeah, and, and it's something that's a little, I don't want to say newer, safer, all that stuff. Yeah. Because the 4Runner is, what, a 93? It's, no, it's like a 98. Oh, so it's yeah. later. Yeah. They kind of look the same. Third gen. Well, let me, let me ask this. Not to start a family fight, could he keep the 4Runner and be that cool car Back home, or are you one? Are you advocating so, to so sell? So it's funny. The he gets in this whole conversation. He plays me like like this show plays me. He goes, you know, <laughs> you played I, yourself. He's, he's like, you know, Dad, I'm going to regret if I ever get rid of this car. It's going to be one of those cars I look back at that I love. I'm like, dude, it's a beater. It's rusted out. You know, it's a four cylinder, two wheel drive four. There is nothing special about that car. It so, is plastic dip blue, and it, that's pretty cool. Yeah, 
I mean, special. It's, it's definitely his identity in high school. Mm-hmm. But is that worth keeping in the garage for no. another 20 years? No. no. It, that car, it needs to go away. It's still worth some decent money. I think some schlub kid will probably buy that and do the same thing he did. Man, in southern Illinois, that thing is probably just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it'd be perfect for yeah. somewhere that doesn't ever see snow. snow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, and, and Aiden, if you're listening, which he's, I know he's you're not. not. You're not. Um, so he might cool. when he's like 30 and he's like, you know, this is my dad before he died. This is an archive. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's his morbid. <laughs> he hopes he goes back and listens to this. <laughs> I, you ever wonder that, though? Like, years later, you're like, is someone going to know that I existed? And like, no. No, he not. talked about that on Facebook. I want to make a legacy for my kids to go back and repeat. No, no, this is not that legacy. That's, okay. I'm not that guy. <laughs> yeah. This one My dad only cared about cars. Well, it seems like that. Well, that and uh, what's that French cooking show? You <laughs> Never mind. That's in the pre-show. Um, well, that's fantastic. I will say, Aiden... Um, I, I would advocate for you to, to save that forever and possibly. Um, of course, Daryl would say that because Daryl has infinite storage space. I, I will say problem. sell because it's not special. It's I not four wheel drive. I it's agree. not a special edition. It's got a subwoofer. Get rid of it. I think we get a decent <laughs> stereo system in the RAV4, hook a, hook a little better speakers up to it. I think he instantly forgets the Forerunner. Do you RAV4 ever forget your sucks. first? Do you the, ever forget your first, uh, the first true love? I don't forget the Valari because it would jump and it would keep like eight or nine people in it while we drove around mm-hmm. you know, the gravel roads. Yeah. Daryl, what was your first? Uh, I had a 78 Buick LeSabre. Sweet. The equivalent yeah. of my Valari. Yeah, I cut fire and uh, <laughs> was driving a girl home from, from band lessons. Uh, and Everything's uh, with band with you. Every, <laughs> every history with you. Too much friction in the car? No, no, no. Catches a fire? Sadly, no. No, what happened is... Uh, it is. Wow. It just burst into flames. It was some sort of fuel issue because I smelled gas and I kept driving. Because that's what I did when I was 16. I'm like, smells like that's gas. kind of like Aiden with the antifreeze spitting all over the windshield. I don't know what it was. But it was really streaking, you know, but the, it was green. Ah, uh, to be young and ignorant. Yeah, right. You know what, though? The Forerunners taught him a lot, and the four, uh, the RAV4 is also going to teach him a lot. Um, and maybe someday, someday. About having no soul, as, as some people told me. 20, 30 years from now, he'll look back fondly, and he'll be looking at Craigslist of the future. Try to find a 98 Forerunner or something. Yeah, right. It'll haunt him for decades. That's fine. That's fine. The Valari didn't haunt me because I just, the Valari, I guess, is is a Toyota snob. Mm -hmm. Apologist. Which you are. And and I'm a total Toyota. Maybe I should make that patch next. Yeah, I'll make it. It's already on its order. There you go. (laughs) Toyota Apologist. That one might sell. It'd be interesting to see which one sells better. Our current fundraiser, by the way, keep, keep a watch on the website. If you want to support the site, if you don't want to do the Patreon thing and whatever, Mm -hmm. buy a patch. Um, I think that there would be something about, unlike the Velari, the Velari, you couldn't come back 30 years from now and say, oh, that's a great car, and no. I'm going to find a great specimen of it. I think you could find a Forerunner from 1998, 20 years from now, and people will still be like massaging and keeping those things in like pristine I, condition. I think you're right. It's a yeah. smaller audience for the Velari yeah. uh, Restorers <laughs> Guild. Yeah, so he definitely had the cooler car than I had at the same age. That's true. That's true. So, Gabe, are you going to buy uh, Aiden's Forerunner then? Yeah, you go. That'd be great. No, I'm good. I got a lot, I got a lot going on. Do. I mean, yeah, your I plastic know. dip machine did miracles on that thing. 
I gave it to you guys, though. You have it still. We used it, yeah. You, know, you want plastic or anything? Let's do it. We can do that Harley. Or the Harley. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? You're know. like my kid calling something a Jeep. And I'm like, no. That one's getting a lot of play today. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, that's how he knows where the button is. <laughs> that's true story. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, oh. so that's enough about me. As usual, I talk too long. Daryl, what's going on in the Scott Auto Museum of North Pier? Not much. Um, I've been told I need to spend more time in the garage and to get off TikTok. <laughs> I've been told that I need to do that. Someone Out- actually, outside of us here? Yeah. Right? Actually, a lot of people. Um, so maybe it's a problem. Step one is admitting it. Um, no, the, I, I'll shorten this up. I'll just say I took the 55 Plymouth. That's right. I have another Plymouth. It's the one that actually runs and drives and looks nice. Um, took that out for a spring tour with our car club yeah, this weekend. it looked fun. It was great. It was great. And I, you know what? I loved every minute of driving that car. I had my folks down and my wife with me. And we just we put some miles on the car. It was, a, it was a wonderful time. And all I did was put gas in it and clean it up. And I, I'll tell you what. It's fun to have new projects. It's fun to always be looking at something and add to the collection. But inevitably, everything you add either needs work or needs tuning or isn't you know up to the standards you want for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forgot that I have this really nice 55 Plymouth that I really don't take out that many places. And it doesn't need anything but, like, washed and <laughs> tuned up. That's really it. An oil change once, once a year. That's all it needs. I'm like, why don't I just drive this and enjoy this more? Like, what is wrong with me? I keep buying garbage. Uh, but also, um, I enjoy garbage. So um, <laughs> it's water pump time in the Cadillac. I have a uh, rebuilt one. It's not the greatest core. But it's rebuilt, so I'm going to go through that. Uh, I'm going to need to chase some threads and um, um, fix a couple little small things. But that's it. I did find a spare drivetrain. Some guy, I think he's hot-riding one. So he took out the motor trans, all the air conditioning accessories. Um, Dude, that car is slammed and hot-rodded. Yeah. What could be hotter than that? It would look awesome. Yeah. So this guy in Tawanda has a whole drivetrain takeout for 500 bucks, And I'm like, I should just buy that. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if I if I make it that long, David. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, who is who is your ben- benefactor? Or, I mean, who gets who gets it when you die? Gemma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, will it's my dog? Like I'm all the Marco. No, no. Leona Helmsley. Didn't she leave like her millions to yes, her dog? Yes, yes. And like the dog had like a penthouse in Manhattan. Yeah. What a like terrible that. human! I would totally do that. <laughs> Just because we don't Sarah have kids. Be like I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he do that? Um, no, so I might I might do that. Insurance, for Sarah. Insurance, so you don't kill him in his sleep. Maybe dog gets it all. Maybe, uh, and then I need to put. Uh, I have a new uh, exhaust system for the '69 Volvo. It's been in a box for three years. In a box, four years. I don't know however long I've had the car. I've had a brand new exhaust system, and bolt I bolt on or yeah, it's all bolt on. Um, I just haven't done it, and uh, that makes me sad. So this by year, the shop, we'll rack it. It'd be easy. I actually would. It would. Or it'd be terrible. Or just never do it. Or just never do it. <laughs> and then say, I didn't do that some year. No, it's to the point now. I, we took it on Spoon River Drive two years ago, whenever, I don't maybe it's three. And I just remember the whole time choking on exhaust. <laughs> 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 and, and, and thinking, this is how we're going to go. <laughs> and as he dies, <laughs> yeah, <he's> unrecorded. <laughs> maybe that's how I... Got sick. It's catching up. Oh, man. I don't know why Don thought you were like choking on chips last episode, I, by the way. Just saying. Don, I wish I had a bag of chips. Yeah. I wish that was. He has not eaten anything no, tonight. No, I haven't seen you a it's chip yet. It's pure alcohol. No, it's, no. It's, I'll tell you what. It's, it's <laughs> Bottle a, it's, cap. It's a cold. 
as well as the uh, pollen in the yeah. air. Okay. And so, like, this weekend, Saturday, was beautiful out, the spring tour. Windows down, all that, right? I'm driving, and, like, it was great that whole day. I got home at night. I was wheezing. Everyone's out cutting their grass because it's nice. The, you know, the little crab apples are blooming and all this. And every time the wind blows, my eyes are watering. They're, like, beet red, and my dad's like, you okay? I'm like, yeah. smoking the weed? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Anyways, that's it. Uh, if I don't make it through the show again, I love you guys. You guys are the best. <laughs> well, Sarah, Sarah will have a good. Do you have five hundred thousand life insurance? Uh, Two fifty. Yeah. Well, you know, it'll pay off the you mortgage. Pump those numbers up. Those are rookie college, numbers. So that's okay. Those are rookie numbers, man. You can pump <laughs> them numbers up. There you go. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so is that everything going? On? There's got to be more stuff. My Come goodness. On. No, no. Let's get into the Dude, meat. Dude, Bork, Bork is just lonely. I, I mean, that's like my favorite thing to see at the car show. So yeah, it's he's currently sitting in a storage unit. Oh, he made what? the storage unit. Yeah, he's in the storage. Well, <sighs> he didn't make it. He got downgraded. No, exactly. He used to be. In the, the prime garage. Now, the Solera is in the garage right now. That should be sold. No, it's a convertible. When do you drive it? They drive it all the time. My I wife think. drives yeah. it. All right. I still had to put brakes on that. I've had, I've had brakes uh, for two years now. <laughs> I should probably put brakes on <laughs> I that. I think I remember you buying them. Do you buy them at the store? No. Huh. No, I, I bought them on Rock Auto because I had credit because credit. they screwed something else up. I mean, right. if, if it doesn't have brakes and she dies, what's the worst thing that happens? Oh, well, all right. So car. moving on to news. <laughs> all right. Everybody ready for that? Let's do it. All right. Are you ready for this, Daryl? So we're going to skip. We don't really have any world news this week. It's not. Uh, there isn't anything going on in the world. It's just that we didn't decide to look up anything. There is some national news. Carvana. You ever heard of Carvana? You ever seen the spiffy? Uh, nothing good. The yes. car, car vending machine? Yeah, nothing good. Carvana revamped $3.3 billion junk bonds in effort to lure buyers. This is from Bloomberg. Used car retailer Carvana is restructuring a multi-billion dollar junk bond offering as it struggles to attract investors despite double-digit yields. Do you guys follow stocks at all for like Carvana and stuff like that? No, I'm a peasant. Okay, Just so, Rivian. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they've been, uh, I mean, Carvana's been pretty hot, but the, the company dropped $1 billion in... Daryl, Daryl's dying. It dropped a one billion dollar preferred equity chunk and increased its debt portion to the same amount in a total of three point two billion dollars, according to a person of knowledge in the matter. It also added a bankruptcy make whole provision, a type of safeguard that pays its creditor fees in case it files Chapter Eleven. Why is all of this? Because Carvana is trying to buy Adessa. You ever heard of Adessa? No. Oh. Well, people in the know know that Adessa is probably one of the. Uh, the highest volume auto auction sites for industry insiders. So Odessa Auctions would be a huge feather in the cap for a company like Carvana because then they would have direct communication and direct buying power with the auto auctions and then go straight to the consumer with that. It's already fueling angst amongst the firm's existing creditors with Carvana. Shares have plunged more than 70% this year amid the deepening cash burn, fueled in part by surging used car prices and capital spending. Because as we talked about on maybe a show or two ago, Carvana would just give you a healthy quote to buy a car. Mm-hmm. A sight unseen, hey, here's $17,000 for a car that maybe your local dealership maybe would give you thirteen or 14000 for. Right. They're not being so generous right now. The company's famous for allowing consumers to pick up used cars from the giant vending machine tower. And they've also changed how early uh, somebody at your bonds don't care about any of the concessions. But anyway... Interesting story. Watch Carvana to see how this plays out. Because should they get a hold of Odessa, this could actually uh, 
make them a, a serious player in the industry. Well, Gabe, uh, you've you've talked before about kind of the the big players in in kind of emerging businesses that are you've always got your eye on. Carvana was something that that it seemed like it was a bigger deal in the coasts than it was here locally. Have you ever heard of or do you ever look up Carvana uh, offers for stuff during the pandemic when people were saying, "Oh, I was getting." 16,000 more than any you know, like you crazy offers. Stuff? Yeah, you it, ever shop on there? It is the new hot button of, oh, I'm selling a car. Well, just go on Carvana. See what Carvana will pay you. That's what the car is worth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's not that much traction with it, right? It's a trade-in price because mm-hmm. they're reselling the vehicle. So you're not going to be able to sell it for the same value at Carvana that you will get private party. But people love that convenience. They love not having to negotiate, show the car, et cetera, et cetera. But then when people buy the cars from Carvana, they're having issues and everything else, and it just gets crazy. Right. It seemed like that was where I was seeing a lot of the, the Carvana chatter, if you will, online. It was like, hey, I bought this really awesome truck from Carvana. It turns out it was in a flood. or you yeah. know, All this stuff that if they're buying in, in, in bulk or they're buying – it seemed like they were buying for many years – I'm paying a decent price just to yep. get their name Turn out and there. flip. Turn and flip is what they were doing. And if something's not selling here, they take it to another city or another market, yep. almost like a CarMax situation where it's like, oh, yeah, nobody's buying this here. I'll ship it to our St. Louis affiliate or I'll, I'll send it to Iowa or something like that. Yeah. And I don't know. Um, from a business standpoint, that might work. But do you guys get that in, in your line of work? Do you get people say, like, well, Carvano, give me this? How yeah. You're not well, those? I mean, that's they're, they're the the bellwether and some of that stuff. But I, like I said, I think that the tide receded a little bit. They, they're not offering the cash like they were because once you get chock full of inventory, you paid too much for, and the market starts to kind of fluctuate. You're like, uh, you know, we have investors to worry about here, right? So, right. you guys ever um, know anybody who's bought a car from Carvana? I don't know anybody who's bought. I, I know a, a friend of mine who sold one last year and. So the whole contract, maybe we've talked about this in previous shows, so I apologize, but he sold his Lexus Hybrid. It's kind of like that. Uh, oh, the tiny little Yeah, it's like a hatchback. Prius on steroids. Yeah, yeah. And they gave him like $17,000. He paid like fourteen two years ago for it. And uh, he didn't have the second key. Car had scratches and uh, mismatched tires. And they still pay- And the guy who picked it up with the, the flatbed truck never even questioned him. Just handed him the check, said, here's the check, even though he didn't turn the two keys and all that stuff. And I'm like... Wow! If if nobody's watching the little things like that, how much how much are they just losing? They're just it's almost like you know we we make fun of companies like Amazon and Tesla and stuff like that who spend money to build market share. Mm-hmm. But you know if you have investors and you're doing the faith based, you know, you know I call the GoFundMe's basically with your stock. I mean you're just buying the market. You're buying market share. Yeah. And uh, so maybe that's where they were at a year ago, but I think it's got to catch up with the reality. Interesting. Have you ever seen the, the car vending machine? I, I haven't seen it. No, my, my neighbor you bought one. You don't leave Morton, that's why. I, I do. <laughs> I, go to, I go to Peoria and peek in. And these <laughs> I saw towns. one that was in a, down by D.C. this last time. He dro- I, it was down by like Arlington or something like that, and there's a big tower. I think there's one in Chicago, there too. There is one in the suburbs or, so. yeah, or something it. like that. Yeah. It's, it's such a gimmick. It's such a, but, and I hate those But I saw it. You know what? I yeah. drove past it, and I saw the giant glass tower filled up with cars. Mm-hmm. And one of my kids say, what's that? They may not know what Carvana is, but it's a car vending. And I said, you know it's what? a car vending machine. Make it the, the claw machine. That thing will sell way better. Try to grab <laughs> oh, a car cool with be? the claw. Yes. Ah, like million you, dollars. You used to see it like pizza places all the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
You should do that instead of demo derbies. Yeah. That should be like a claw thing. You just tear up like an old Velari. That's a great idea. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is it going to be a Velari? Why can't it be a Velari? Because nobody wants that. I've never even heard of a Velari. Look at It's a generational thing. Velari. Whoa. See, we were worried that we wouldn't, wouldn't have yeah. a karaoke yeah, segment, right? but right. we do. Yeah, every we do. time. Yeah. Are right. ready for the next story? Yeah, so, so changing gears, Ford says they're delaying the switch to Android Automotive until 2023. In the year 2023. Uh, last February, Ford announced it was partnering with Google to uh, do its infotainment operating system. Automaker used BlackBerry QNX as the underlying <laughs> OS for Sync 4. I thought it was Microsoft. BlackBerry? Sync. They used BlackBerry? Remember when they went bankrupt and like nobody's going to use them again? Like 10 years ago? Very secure. And Ford's <laughs> like, yeah, we'll take them. <laughs> Anyways, um, like other manufacturers, though, it found that Android Automotive to be a compelling alternative to some other platforms. So unfortunately, it means that migration is not going really, really smoothly. So uh, that's according to Ford CEO Jim Farley. He told The Verge the company was months behind schedule switching to Android Auto. We've made a lot of progress, and I'm very impressed with the team that Google has put in place. They've been very accommodating. That sounds like some like press conference. I mean, uh, hey, somebody write this up for me, a speech, yeah, yeah. press release. They're doing a good job, Brownie. Yeah. Uh, Google's OS, distinct from Android Auto, which simply casts the phone's screen and audio to the car's system, is finding quick favor among auto manufacturers that can now offer their customers the convenience of Google Maps and the highly capable Google Voice Assistant. Yeah, highly capable. That's a stretch. <laughs> As well as the potential for a robust third-party app markets. First Android automotive car on sale was the electric Polestar 2. Since then, the OS has been showing up in new models from GM and Stellantis. And so you have a little note down here, Eric. Well, I just it was my note here. I mean, uh, do you care about a car radio enough to make a car buying decision? I, what I don't understand about this is most everything that I see nowadays is, is a dual system. It's either Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... Am I to understand that Ford is just going to be unique Android Auto? That's what I don't understand. If it's something that pairs nicely with with an Android device yeah. and just happens to work with an Apple. So you're telling me that 50% of the phone market you're going to work your cars with? That doesn't make any sense. Although you were in bed with Microsoft before, which was another you know right. alienation tool from Apple users, right? Right. But that's fine because Apple users are terrible people. Um, I think we've established that. Well, no, I'm yeah, you got an Android. What do you got? I do. I do. Google. God. I literally have Google as my I'm provider out, and number. my That's phone. That's right. You got Google. Fly. Oh, you and yeah. Jake. You and yeah. Jake are doing that. I've heard good things about that. I, I'll tell you what. I think it's poisonous for automakers to pick and choose. You know what I'm saying? Like to yeah. brand, like even when Ford started to do it, Ford was one of the first domestic ones to do that, though. I remember when Sync came out, it was yeah. like, ooh, this is a big deal. And they started putting like that HD was back radio when Microsoft in. was something that we were like, oh, yeah, Microsoft operating system. That'd be great in my car, right? That's true. Yeah. That's true. But now, like, yeah, I don't know, like Toyota made the leap a couple years ago, right? Not really. I mean, they, 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 as far as I'm concerned, it wasn't until like 2018, 2019, they started putting CarPlay in mm-hmm. and Android Auto. They still don't have Android Auto in all their cars. It's not across the board. No, it's not. Yeah. But prior to that, you know, automakers like, like Ford were doing kind of their homegrown thing, or uh, I think Chrysler called their stuff Uconnect, and it was like this yes. whole separate interface. Yes. And it's like, is it really, if you're just syncing your audio from your phone, and I guess you know, some of your apps and stuff like that too, couldn't you just have your phone? But have you ever dis- driven a car with Android Auto? 
I've I've seen it demoed in a friend's in a friend's car. It's I like, can tell you. So like just driving to DC with the new Sienna, uh-huh. I had uh, Apple CarPlay, and so I can play Google Maps on there, and I can have Spotify going. I can have everything going on because I'm literally looking at the faceplate from my my phone yeah. on my car stereo. I can run Waze. I can run Google Maps. I can run whatever. And I can use my voice commands, just holding down a button on there, just like it's my phone, and I'm not touching my phone. So there's a lot to be said for that. Couldn't uh, you just stream your phone to? It's almost like I always you do that cast through, to your house through like Bluetooth. Your, but yeah, but to have the actual display. I mean, first off, anybody who thinks that they a, a manufacturer wants to put like a DVD drive or an SD card drive that has updated maps and crap like that in it, nobody wants to do that anymore. So yeah. so having your cell phone just mirror onto the screen solves so many problems for the manufacturers. Right. They don't have to worry about updating anything, but they still do, unfortunately. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The firmware and all that crap. But then they still have Joe Blow comes in with a flip phone who goes, I want <laughs> GPS in my car. And I'm like, dude, you're a dying breed. You know, I've got a BlackBerry. Yeah. <laughs> got a, can you sync my Palm Pilot to my exactly. Festiva? It's a Klee. It's a Sony Klee. <laughs> I forgot all about those. Yeah. All right, for our next uh, story here, the, the 2023 Nissan Z U.S. release date is delayed until summer, Daryl. It's almost like the new Tom Cruise movie. It is. Originally scheduled to go on sale in the U.S. during the spring, the Z's launch has been pushed back due to unforeseen supply chain issues. Hey, welcome to 2022. The 2023 Z's arrival date, wait a second, it's 2022, and this is a 2023, and they're going to release it in the spring. Why do they do that? Whole other story. The arrival date in the United States has been delayed till the spring of the summer of 2022. They cited unforeseen supply chain issues. It'll be powered, Daryl, by a 400-horsepower twin-turbo 3-liter V6. Hmm. Dude, going back to a 3-liter V6 like screams 1995. But I'll bet you uh, we weren't getting 400 horsepower out of them then. No, no. Even yeah. with the twin turbos. Because the <laughs> Nissan twin-turbo back in the early 90s was like, I don't even think it was 250, 280, yeah. probably somewhere in there. Uh, it's going to stick around $40,000. Uh, it's been an 11-year production run uh, in the, back in the day, and now the arrival successor, simply called the Z, has been hotly anticipated. Unveiled last fall with a 400-horsepower twin-turbocharged 3-liter V6, the Z was originally scheduled to go on sale in the United States this spring, but a press release said the Z will be delayed in the Japanese market. Nissan has confirmed two-car and driver that the Z's American release date has also been pushed back to the summer of 2022. Oh, hang on. Hang there on. You, got got that, you got that? There it is. It's the only one he knows where it is. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That's not true. Tonight it's working well. <laughs> it is. What do you think about that? I think a Z car is like possibly one of the hottest cars from when I was younger. I mean, I think, I think when this car comes out, I, I went to SEMA and the Supra was like the hot car. Mm-hmm. I could see the Z being just as hot as any Supra release, wouldn't you think? GR came out in, what, 2020? Is that about right? When did, m- m- model year. Yep, yep. So that was kind of the, the talk of the town. People have been hyping this thing up. And uh, I know, Gabe, you've had a friend that's that had a, a nicely worked, it was an older 370Z, is that what it was? I think, yeah, yeah it was a 350. 350Z? Uh, twi- but he twin-turboed it. <laughs> See, and those cars were sweet. They were yeah. sweet, but I don't think that whatever last generation came out with the turbo. There wasn't forced induction on No, them. no. So they weren't especially fast cars. But the thing about like the Nissan history and the Z history with Datsuns and the Nissan, they're all gorgeous. Like they they, they did such a good job. Yeah. And I'm I, I'm a more than Eric maybe I'm a Toyota apologist, and I love Toyota. <laughs> That's not possible. Yeah, Impossible. I don't know. 
I love that. I love. I own the, ten times more Toyotas than you do. Well, right. well pure numbers, yes, Eric wins. <laughs> we'll make a patch. It'll be <laughs> value. I don't know if all mine value. You know, add maybe up to not. One but but the Z's have always held a special part in my heart. Like I've always wanted them. And I've never had them, and I, I hopefully yeah. the new Z is along those pedigree, and it keeps it up. Uh, we'll see what happens. They are really, really slick cars, and I think they've always been pretty true to their original form, which was just something almost like a European style, even before the Miata and, and some of the other cars that have come out of Japan. An enthusiast car is a car that everybody across the world is like, oh, it's, I, I wouldn't mind something like that. Um, the, the lines in this one look a little more aggressive, look a little, dare I say, Mustang-like. If you see pictures of it, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think Nissan has never lacked design. I mean, it, almost mm-hmm. too aggressive in their design sometimes. I mean, look at some of their minivans and uh, the cubes and stuff like that. Oh yeah, they've never oh, yeah. been afraid to design an aggressive-looking car. So when they're going to build a sports car, I'll give them credit for that. What's the series you you were talking about? It might have been the pre-show, or it might have been off off mic. Uh, yeah, we were talking about the Datsuns, like the 260s, 280s that were just gorgeous. And I I just Googled the new Z. I'm, i got to be honest, I don't love it. Not digging it? I, I don't love the appearance, but that doesn't mean that it won't be a great car. It won't be fun to drive, capable. Sure. Does it bring you joy? Not yet. <laughs> but you know what? Here's the deal. The new Supra, I didn't like that. I didn't like the pictures. I the didn't lines like it. and stuff. But when I, I saw it and I got it, it was amazing. So yeah. you, you can't always judge a picture by a picture. Like, you've got to see it. You've got to experience it. I think yeah. that car that you owned previously is now at a new low. Is it, is it still for sale? Oh, it's for sale from some douchebag in Wisconsin. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> I you know. Can, I you think can I, see I, the back I, of his <laughs> Facebook, his boat and his mansion. <laughs> oh, I sold this car. Yeah. And it was, for the record, it was a 2020. It was a 2020 yeah, launch, launch edition. edition. First and one that showed up, right? Yeah. Well, here, first yeah. one that showed yeah. up, but not the first ever. Yeah. And I, he's asking, basically, when I paid for it, yeah. and now it's lemon branded, yeah. and he's got, you know, he's got another uh, 500 miles on it or so, and I just, I hate the guy. I hate, <laughs> I hate to break it, but, and I'd, I'd love to own it again. I've got the window sticker. I've got all this, I've got all this he's stuff got the for book. it. Got yeah. the book for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I will say I'll give Nissan credit and Toyota too. They're putting out enthusiast cars still. In this day and age, where everything has to be like, oh, it's not practical, or it wouldn't sell this many thousand, hundred thousand units, whatever. They're putting cars out there that would be fun to drive that aren't necessarily the most practical. Um, I, I think it's good to have that, especially in the day and age where um, I think the GR Corolla is going to be a big test. I've heard a lot of buzz about that. They, heard a lot of buzz about the 86. Yeah, I just think it's one of those cars I said not every dealer is going to get one. So mm-hmm. now you, there's 1,200 dealers, and you assume the big dealers get two or three, and so small dealers like us may not even get one. True. So they're going to ask a premium. There's going to be limited supply. I mean, how that manufacturing process and, and the dollars and cents of it, a 3,000-unit car that comes to the United States, I mean, Okay, we're getting buzz. We've got the Halo car. We're getting sure, people in the lot. Sure. But at what point is it like economically feasible? I, you know, obviously, Toyota's got money in the bank. Same thing with Nissan. They got, you know, with the Z, they're going to get people in, in the lot. And, sure. and, you, and you sell a car like a Z, so maybe you get in a NASCAR. Maybe you do some other stuff, get some recognition. But then you're getting people in to buy an Altima or a right. Maxima because right. they, they, 
they love the car, but they come in with their kid in the car seat and their wife, and they're like, yeah, we'll buy an Ultima. I'll get a Versa yeah. hatchback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, try, I tried to sell my wife on an FJ Cruiser yeah. after our first kid, and we ended up with a Land Cruiser because it fits better, right? Yeah, it does. And now we have the opposite both. Opposite way, but okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it works. It works. Whatever's going to get them into showrooms and and uh, be a brand ambassador. Yeah. Right? So I think that, but that Corolla GR is just—it's so small. It's—it's it's unlike that. I don't. I don't know. I'll be interested to see how it goes down. Definitely. I, I mean, I want to drive one. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, we have an article here, another car and driver article. It's a short one. Uh, in 2017, Honda revealed a slinky sports EV concept with some retro styling and compact proportions. But since then, the Japanese automaker's promises for the future revolve mostly around crossovers like the 2024 Prologue that's going to use GM's Ultium batteries. That's interesting. Honda and GM have actually partnered in a couple areas before. Not very many people talk about that sort of thing, but it's interesting to note. Honda has confirmed its electric expansion is now going to include two sports cars, which is kind of neat. They teased them in a recent announcement regarding EV plans. Again, Car and Driver has the details on that. You can surf on over to their website. Honda is not really one you hear about as kind of a big player in EVs. You hear things about just you know civic well, hybrids and things like we that. we talked about sony they were talking about doing something with sony last time so it seems to me like they're uh they're shopping i think so i think honda's looking around to see yeah they're they're a player i just don't think they've committed to which who they're hopping into bed with right do they want a, do they need a development partner doesn't Maybe. honda stand alone well i mean mazda mazda knows that they can't do it alone super knew they couldn't do it alone um so I mean, Honda. Yeah. It would it would seem to me like they're going to have to find a big big player to work with them. That's certainly and we're going to the scheme of, of Japanese car makers. You know, they're going to have to find somebody in the United States or Germany if they're going to work with somebody. So General Motors probably makes most sense for them. Yeah, I, I could see that. I just I don't know. I just have a hard time believing that Honda needs help with anything. They have such brand. I mean, brand equity, if you will. Yeah, Everybody knows. mowers and boats. I mean, they got it all dialed in. Yeah, so I mean, our last mower was a Honda because I'm like, I don't want to mess with anything. I just you want seem to like a lawn paint. boy kind of guy, two stroke. I had one, I couldn't <laughs> keep it running. <laughs> well, the Honda motor's great, but that that reminds me of Saab, right? Yeah. Saab was a great car company, and then they tied in with GM, and I had a Saab. I had a 93 Arrow. Did you really? It was amazing. It was a you know four cylinder turbo, got like 30 mile per gallon. I flew in and out of Chicago with this thing. I mean, it was low-level flying, 80-mile-an-hour thing hum All day. Yeah. yeah. and But then things broke, and you've got to get GM parts for it. Yeah. Yeah, GM wheel hub and this and that, and you're like, yeah. why is this crappy stuff on my nice Saab? Yeah. And that might be the problem Honda has. I can see that. Your Saab is really a Malibu. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. The inside hybrid you bought is really a uh, – what is the – Cobalt. It's a cobalt. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> scathing. Scathing. Speaking of Chevrolets, Eric, what, uh, what do we know about the, uh, the oh, next shoot. generation? I mean, as a GM apologist, I was, gonna, I was just going to hand the story off to you. I mean, right. I mean, Dean Plumador is not here to, uh, to wax poetic about New Balance shoes. But yeah, sorry about that dig <laughs> earlier. Uh, I know that's not always true. So, so Car and Driver also has been uh, a little buzzworthy here in the last couple of weeks. The buzz of electricity figurative, figuratively and literally has swept through the world's sports car makers. The C8 Corvette is about to feel the jolt. Uh, the C8 is going to join many brands that are turning to electrons to power their hot cars. GM's Mark Royce, Royce, whatever, uh, Dr. Seuss, I don't know what his name is, just went public. Royce. 
with uh, what we've known for a long time, that GM is actually going to build a hybrid C8 Corvette sometime in the next year. That would be 2023 model year. Uh, what no one knew until the CEO revealed it last week was the uh, uh, is going to the GM's going to build an all electric version. So all four wheel drive, electric motor, instant torque, instant power, and a, on a platform that's relatively space age. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what's that going to do to the traditional Corvette demographic of buyers? Do you think that's going to do anything, or do you think people are going to embrace the EV Corvette as like? Another technological advancement in a chassis that's world-class performance sports car. I mean, let's talk to the guy with New Balance shoes on right now. <laughs> I did just show. I am wearing them. Wait, I missed it. Are you serious? No, yeah, I flashed white. them. I mean, I'm wearing New Balance. No I'm wearing joke. G- yeah. Are you wearing jorts? No. Okay, just check. <laughs> I would have never pictured you with New Balance. I bought them as athletic Cost, shoes, but it's hilarious. And I wear them sometimes, yeah. and my wife's like, wow, you're the middle-aged dad now. Yeah. I'm like, they're yeah. athletic. Captured the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Got dad jokes for days over here. No, so here, the the electronic Corvette, here's the deal. My best friend has a brand new Corvette, and it's amazing. And I've driven sports cars, and I've I've felt the rush, and I've driven the new Rivian with the all-electric. And that's Have you driven the new Rivian? Yeah. yeah, Oh, okay. Just checking. Yeah. And it's as fast as anything you could imagine. I literally made myself car sick yesterday Mm -hmm. driving it because I hit the gas too much, and I hit a couple bumps, and my stomach was rolling. But it. It doesn't have the heart and soul of a sports car. So to me, an all-electric Corvette is a complete waste of money because you get nothing. You're going to hit the gas pedal. You're going to go fast. You're going to feel nauseous, and you're going to be done. There's no exhaust. There's no engine rumbling. There's no interaction with the car. It's very just like it's it's a gray matter. Yeah. It's a slot car. Yeah. I don't know. I I disagree completely. Okay. Because I... Because I think the Corvette's a perfect example of a car. It's our third car. We keep it in the garage. We take it out and have fun on the weekends. Take it to autocross. I got maybe I got three hundred miles on the tank on the EV, and I pull up and, and just let her rip like a, a slot car. Yeah, it's not emoting, but you know what? This car is hooking up because it's well balanced because of the engine placement. I assume with maybe it'll have quad motors, maybe it'll have dual motors. I don't know what it would do, but with the battery laid low in that car. And the way that you sit in it, mm-hmm. I think that car would hook up and be a blast. And nobody nobody ever looks at the guy driving the Tesla out there on autocross and says, oh, he's not having as much fun as us when his car is kicking our you-know-what. You it know? is cool to see a Tesla, or any EV for that matter, on a road course because it doesn't look fast, but then you see the times. It's quiet except for the tires. Yeah, The tires give it away a little bit, but you think, oh, just a sedan out there, and guess what? He's keeping time with the best cars out on the track. He's not overheating, waiting, yeah. In, yeah. waiting to stage. He's not. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of benefits. I see where you're going. Yeah. I uh, think I think a, a third car like that, a performance car, is a great car candidate for a, an EV. Do you think that car's chassis, when they were going through all the R and D and stuff, do you think that was designed with the EV in mind at, at some point? Me? You know? No, I have no idea. No, I'm just, <laughs> just thinking about. It. I'm just thinking. Pretend, pretend. Put yourself on engineer's shoes. All the extra. I'm just thinking. The, the the one thing you always hear about is the, the weight. You know, all the extra weight of the battery, and it does factor into stuff. Everybody talks about mm-hmm. all the, uh, the you know, uh, environmental impact and all this, all the benefits of it. But really, you've taken something. My 55 Cadillac. I did some math. My 55 <laughs> Fleetwood on the track is actually lighter than a Model Three. Yeah, it's ridiculous. A so, Tesla Model 3 weighs more. Well, the Rivian, same thing. But yeah. it's all battery. It's all yeah, weight. It is. It is. Yeah. So, so, so our 2016 Land Cruiser, which is massive, mm-hmm. 
is lighter than the Rivian. Sure. Yeah. So you so you think, okay, you've got a car that weighs all this whatever. It's all whatever type of batteries they run. That's a lot of weight to be pushing around on a, on a track if you're in a, in a sports car like that. But also, that's ballast, right? That's like a ship that keeps yeah, you centered. Absolutely. It keeps, keeps the car flat. So I'm thinking all that space-age chassis, the mid-engine chassis that everybody's talking about, that's going to be a world beater. It's going to run and handle like a Ferrari now. Well, you know, you just take all this weight. I don't know. I'd love to see how they outlay it uh, in, inside that chassis. So, so here's the deal. It's not about the performance or your enjoyment. Uh, well, it is a little about the enjoyment driving it. But the point is, it's going to be faster. It's going to be better around the track. But there's no heart and soul. You just hit the that. pedal and Are you, you go. Are you ready for the future? Yeah. Okay, no. just checking. I just am. checking. But you know what? There's enjoyment in the past. People have not just abandoned the past for the future, right? That's true. Ask anybody who's bought a you know Miata in the last five years, or uh, you know even a Mini. We were talking about Minis yeah, in the pre-show, yeah, yeah. And you know for all their f- faults, it's still a fun little car you can toss. Yeah, like around. I said, I'd love to have one just to toss around. Just, sure. Yeah, have a good time with, and then hand it to the next guy and say it's your problem now. And I look at they they make an electric Fiat five hundred, and I have, have you ever seen one of those since they they killed the gassers? One. I've never have. There's one here in town. There's a blue one. Okay. And I think one of the times I was here with, over at Gabe's, I was driving what, home Morton? and saw it. Yeah. Okay. I saw it plugged into the house, and I'm like, oh, I forgot they make those. Yeah. What a joyless, lifeless little car. But. <laughs> See? Exactly. But <laughs> the flip side of that is maybe it's still fun to drive, and you don't have to worry about all the maintenance headaches that all the, the you know, the, I don't know. Well, certainly if you had a gas or Fiat, you'd be like. <laughs> You'd be at the shop all the time, or you'd be mo- bemoaning the fact that there are no shops around here. Yeah, you got to go somewhere. Exactly. Do it yourself. All right. So speaking so, Ita- of Italian wiring problems in EVs, could possibly be worse than an Italian gas car. What's worse, an Italian EV or a British gas-powered car? Ooh, that's, that's a tough question. We'll put that to the uh, to uh. the listeners. Info <laughs> at throwandwrenches dot com. What would you rather have? <laughs> The <laughs> 70s Jaguar that doesn't run. A British gasser or an Italian EV. Or an Italian EV. Herpes or gonorrhea. Yeah. What's your choice? It's, I mean, neither. <laughs> neither. Okay, so let's talk about other EVs that are that are kind of cool. And this Gabe, is local news. Yeah, I'll throw this here because you're you're quite the Rivian fan. You have probably the most seat time in a Rivian RT1, R1T. So as a local Rivian expert. Enthusiast. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, enthusiast. The Rivian R1T was named the coolest thing made in Illinois, which is not a high bar, right? You're like the brightest crayon this in the box. This is from the local uh, uh, ABC <laughs> affiliate, by the yeah, way. Right. Exactly. But it, it combines off-road capabilities with the driving style of a car, sports car, which I have experienced. So you can set the driving modes as you get in this. And every time I drive this thing, I stop, and somebody inevitably gets out, and they say, oh, man, cool, cool truck. That's electric. What's the range? Mm. That's the new, oh, has that thing got a Hemi or what's got the horsepower? Yeah. yeah, what's the horsepower? But it's now now the new question I get every time I get out of the truck is what's the range? Yeah. And it depends. And that's what this article is saying. It's saying you can get up to 400 miles of range. You know what the miles of range is when I pick it up at my buddy's house? Mm. It's 192 or 993 miles. Yikes. Because we put it in sport mode. And we have a lot of fun. Sure. And if you're towing, it's different. If you're sport, it's different. If you're economical, it's different. But there, there is no question. The Rivian R1T is the coolest thing made in Illinois. What else is made in Illinois? Well, now, there was uh, Democrats and depression. Four hundred entries. I would love to read the four hundred 
400 entries that were in this. It's probably like a, a bar of soap, uh, <laughs> some galvanized steel screws. So like some tenderloin sandwich in Galesburg. Now, I, honestly... It's a horseshoe in Springfield. I would... <laughs> honestly, I was going to say horseshoe. I would put that right up with the Rivian as far as the coolest <laughs> things. Because it's one of those that nobody outside this region knows what you're sure. talking about. Sure. Oh, it's, I it's had horseshoe delicious. for lunch. I'm like, oh, you get horseshoe? I'm, yeah. I'm like, no, it's a sandwich with cheese and fries and uh, usually some sort of meat product. It's not a sandwich. It has one piece of bread. Dude, dinner. I went to McQuett's. face sandwich. <laughs> I went to McQuett's last Friday and, uh, and uh, just sat down with a friend of mine and we were... I had a I had an NA beer, but anyway, I'm sitting there, and this guy next to us, they're there for a work lunch, and this guy orders a horseshoe. Mm-hmm. He's in a in like a suit, and this giant plate shows up with like fries and cheese all over. I'm like, <laughs> what are you a child? Oh, yes. He's the man. That's what he is. He's living his life. He's having a blast. Yeah. There is something to be said for that. The people <laughs> that when they're on the clock, they don't even care. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I guess. you know, it's like when you're when you're. <laughs> Going on a date, the first date, you're like, oh, I'll have a salad or I'll have something light yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, the third date, you're like, yeah, give me that porterhouse and a, <laughs> and a Michelob. <laughs> like, you just don't care. So hats off to the people who don't care about uh, eating off. a horseshoe. Hats off to the insane. Man, I yeah, want a it, horseshoe. Yeah, but the, the Rivian R1T, it's fast. It, it will literally – I took my buddy out who doesn't like fast cars – and everybody else I take out, I tell them, like, put your head back. I'm going to hit the gas, mm-hmm. which it's not gas, right? It's electric. But I'm going to hit it. Sure. I'm going to hit and the accelerator. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The velocity. Exa- yeah. yeah. Potentiometer. <laughs> yeah. And and so him, I didn't tell him because I knew he'd be like, no, don't do it. So I just hit it. And he went, <laughs> and he's like, my eyeballs melted into my face. Gabe just, like, sank into his seat. Yeah. It is. It's like the first time when you're a kid and you're on a roller coaster. It's like that feeling. That's that instant acceleration. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's on a chain. You just pull it, and it goes, and you let off, and it stops, which you can't experience with another car. But the whole gravity of the vehicle is different, so you just got to get used to it. Yeah, it's sitting high up, too. I think that does make a difference. I'll tell cool, you, Rick. a Tundra with a supercharger feels like your like, living room sofa is launching. Yeah, it's, I, it's amazing. There's times where I've looked through the Magnuson yeah. offering, and I'm like, "That's awesome! I don't want to spend six grand on that." <laughs> You're like, this a vehicle this size should not start and go this fast. No, yeah. and put premium in it. Yeah, well, there's that too. Yeah, exactly. There's that too. So I, you're saying the Rivian not only is the coolest thing, but possibly an economic choice. It might be the the. Uh, I mean, if you've got an extra eighty grand laying around, I do. I'd, I'd yeah, slap sure. one right now. Just okay. do it. All right, hundred percent. Do it. You got an extra eighty. I know you do, Daryl. Um, if you move, I mean, some you haven't, zeros bought, a, you haven't around. bought a car this year. Ma- move some zeros around. It's only about one. Was it this year? or Was it last year? I can't it's, remember. It was this year. We, oh, okay. We've all, all right. bought cars this year. <laughs> all right. So is it? Uh, is it that time? It the might. Show? It might be that time. You ready for this? What time is it? Oh, yeah. It's time for your moment of Musk. All right. Tesla still owns 75% of the of the EV car market. Are you aware of that? Oh, let me hype this up a little bit. 75%? 75%. New registration data shows that Tesla still dominates the U.S. electric car market. It's not even close. Tesla still holds a 69.95 EV market share in the United States, with Nissan coming in at a distant second place of 8.51. Tesla is leading in every state except Alaska, where the automaker has yet to open a service center, but it recently launched its first supercharger in the state. And as you will see, all other automakers have a lot of catching up to do. 
Unfortunately, several of them have new EVs launching in the United States this year, and we expect to have several companies, especially Ford and VW, they'll grow their EV market share in 2022. According to KNN, here are the top 10 EVs sold in Q1 of 2022. The Tesla Y and the Tesla 3 were number one and two. Number three was the Ford Mustang Mach-E. Now, the data shows that Tesla's a king in terms of volume and deliveries of electric cars in the United States, but Ford came in third with the Mustang Mach-E. Now, third place for a Mach-E. I mean, let's just think about this. In that same period on the Model 3, which is the number two car, Tesla sold 46,000 units. What would you think a decent third place would be versus versus a Tesla? Mm, Somewhere in the 30s. 30s? Yeah, 30,000 something. How about 6,700 Mach-E's? That would not. Well, that's surprising. Yeah. I think 6,000, I think, like niche, yeah. super rare, you know. At that rate, we're talking about 7,000 for the quarter. So we'll do maybe 30,000 of those units, which Tesla's doing quadruple, you know, five times, if not more than that. Yeah, that's that's not even close. Yeah. And that is your moment of Musk. You know, we could talk so much stuff about Elon, and we could talk so much stuff about Tesla, but uh, when it comes down to it, we're talking about rubber on the road. Mm-hmm. And when it, you know, we can, I think the Ford F-150 Lightning is to be successful. I think uh, his Cybertruck will be successful. We talk about a lot about Rivian tonight. But realistically, you're still putting tons and tons of EVs out there, Model Ys and Model 3s. They're out there as, you know, in the hundreds of thousands every year. Yeah, he's definitely got something done right. And we see him. You see him on the road every day. You have to. I do. Yep. Even in Pekin, which shocks me. No, I see him in rural America, places that, you know, you'll be driving through some small town. You'll see a Dollar General or a Subway, and there's a Tesla sitting up front. Yeah. And I never would have thought that would have been the case. Yeah. When, when they came on the market years ago, I thought they were even more niche than anything else I'd ever heard of. And yeah, they've got wide adoption. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, they're going to see some market share loss. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, and, and let's think about the, the GM and Ford and Rivian. They're talking about 150,000 electric trucks in 2023 between yeah. those three manufacturers. Yeah. Where are those coming from? We talked about free money on the Jeep, you know, from the Ford Bronco last episode. Yeah. There's 150,000 EV trucks. that are going to be flooding the market within a couple of years. Where are they stealing from? Somewhere. You know, I don't think the Hummer's going to steal that much. So General Motors is probably losing some. Toyota's probably going to lose some. Uh, so Ford, I think Ford is, has the most to gain in this whole situation. They've done it. The Mach-E is starting to creep up there. Uh, and the, the, the F-150 Lightning creeps up there. I think they're the ones stealing. So, And we know they're still stealing with the Bronco. And I tell you what, Ford is where it's at. I never, I never thought in my entire life I would say that. Well, it's a very unique time in our history, though, because new cars are in such low supply mm-hmm. that anything you put on the market is going to succeed. I mean, Mazda's doing great, that's, right? That's not true. It's Mazda. You drive past lots right now, and there's no cars on the lots except for big trucks. Okay. Even that's changed, though. You think? Even that's even the <laughs> the Silverados that they used to used to drive just north of our house. There's a Chevy dealer, and they used to be like 60 Silverados sitting there. I'm like, well, I can't sell those still yeah there's like five tonight and so i i don't know i think maybe i think to gabe's point there's just some weird stuff going on with what people are buying mm-hmm. what's flying on off shelves and and you know if you can get something i know more people that have bought mazdas in the last three months than i've heard people say 
anything that has to do with Mazda in the last three, four years. And how uh, happy but it was they? like Mitsubishi. <laughs> yeah. Mitsubishi had its best year ever last year because mm-hmm. they were the only ones left with cars on the lot. Right, I'll yeah. take a Mirage. <laughs> yeah, so the point is, if you can put out an EV right now, you're going to sell it. Yeah. Like, maybe the price point puts some people out of it. You know, the Rivian's expensive, the Tesla higher ends are expensive. But a Model 3 starts at forty grand. Like you, you, I've seen people get out of Model Threes, and I'm like, you own an EV, yeah. you know what I mean? Not to, you know, not to stereotype or anything else, but like, you're shocked. Right, right. But the fact of the matter is, people know them, they want them, and they're able to procure them. You yeah, know, they're affordable. Uh, I still want an S. I like the Model S, but really? that's just me. Yeah, I like the lines on those a little better. A little bigger car. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. If I was going to buy one. Which I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're ready for this, guys. We have done the moment of Musk, and now it's time for that part of the show where Eric doesn't have a sound effect for it. But, uh, you know, I shopped for a car this week online. Oh, actually, I shopped offline. I still bought a car. I, I can't even fault myself. But you know what I still did, Daryl? Mm. I still thought, you know what? I don't have enough cars in my garage. <laughs> if I could just add one more car. I mean, Hypothetically. I, my, my checking account should have said, why Why shop? You're full. Yeah. Tilt. The, the pinball machine literally went nuts and said, you can't shove another quarter in this machine because you're out of <laughs> balls, my friend. I still went shopping online. And that's Cars of the Week, everybody. That's when Daryl and I and, and Gabe, we peruse the Internet. We find the choicest automobiles, maybe three wheels, maybe two wheels. You don't really know until you listen to the second of the show. We found something that we know we would buy, but then gen- generally the wife disagrees. Yeah, it's it's that moment where you show your phone or your laptop to your significant other and say, hey, what about this? And they either don't acknowledge you or <laughs> at all. Do you ever they email them to your wife like during the work, work I, day? I Facebook message my wife. I've done that too. And she's like, it looks nice. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. Like I've gotten to the point now where she's like, oh, that's great. Looks, Oh, that's a cute color. I like that color. And then there's no follow-up. And then anything I do after that is like, I'm just, it's not going to happen. So this week, I thought, I mean, I, when I pulled out the, uh, the little Dodge convertible truck, I thought, Haha, at this point, it's shock value. I've totally like, floored <laughs> Daryl. But then this week, Daryl floors me back. This, this might be like the rebound to the truck I chose. This might be the worst pick? Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying the worst. No, it's, it's unique. It's, it's definitely out there. So I was, I was vacillating back and forth between this. That's a great word. And a, uh, it was a 52 Ford F1 or whatever. Like the big, it was like a steak bed truck someone converted into a pizza truck, like a, like a wood, wood-fired pizza business. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'm like, you're talking about doing hot dogs downtown. Yeah. Yeah, this would be great. That was my dream. I was like, I'm going to sell everything and I'm going to yeah. buy a hot dog cart. And I'm like, no, this is better because then I can go to the car shows with an old truck and then cook pizza. Intervention time. Health department shows up. Yeah. Got a license for that thing. <laughs> It'll probably get shut down. So I, I decided to go with the safer bet, the more, um, I guess, realistic approach here. And I, I picked a 1983 Leyland Olympian double-decker British bus because I think that's, a, that's rational. Is it Leyland or Leyland? Le- I think it's Leyland. Okay. I don't know. Just check. I don't know. It's, but it basically, it's, it's, it's the double-decker bus you see in the old pictures of London and uh, people talk about. This thing is actually it's a former sightseeing bus in Los Angeles owned by the Big Red Bus Company. That's an inventive name, isn't it? Uh, they're selling one of theirs. It's it's uh, 13 feet, 8 inches, so it barely clears those 14-foot overpasses. This would be an epic road trip, by the way, if we bought oh, this. How cool would that be? Yeah. 
and, and here's, I'll just say, registered in California, I guess you can't have a double-decker as a commercial vehicle. I don't know what that's about. Maybe it's an age thing. Maybe it's somebody a liability. Died. Somebody died. <laughs> somebody ran into a bridge. I don't know. But they, here's how they market it. They say, this bus would make a great two-level home with a kitchen and dining area downstairs and a nice big bedroom upstairs. Oh. It says, stop paying rent, Gabe. I thought you wrote all this. No. <laughs> this is from the listing. Yeah. It says, stop paying rent. Just park it on a piece of land and live on it. No rent, no property taxes, no landlord. Uh, bottom line is it has provenance. This bus was in music videos featuring Britney Spears and movies such as Hobbs and Shaw with The Rock and Jason Statham. That smells nice. I'm sure it's fantastic. It does Part run and box. drive. It's, it's just weird. $39,000. It's on eBay right now. Buy it now. And I think... Buy it now for thirty nine. I think for, for for what it's worth, I'm telling you, literally fly to, fly to L.A. and then see if you could nurse that thing back home before it like overheated and exploded. Can you imagine that, like a three day road trip and a double decker <laughs> stank bus. That thing would be gross. AC's not working. Don't have AC. No. It's cannonball. It's it. You can Britain. sleep upstairs. There you go. Just just straight through. Dude, get Steve Brown to drive that thing. Yeah, that would honestly that would be he'll bring it home. That would be hilarious. So yeah. that was my pick. I don't know why I picked it. I just as a kid always wanted to double. No, that's cool. Thirty nine thousand dollars. I would have thought those things are like a hundred thousand dollar vehicles. Yeah, I think if they, I think it should be because this one probably doesn't run very well. <laughs> and you also <laughs> so you're can't. saying the discount uh, uh, tells you something about it. Uh, discount double check. You I get what so. you pay for. I think right? that's true. That's true. So scrolling down, I see another red vehicle, but this one is also British. Uh, it's slightly smaller and it's a lot classier. What, do you, what, did, what did you pick? Derek? So I did. I went to Craigslist this week, and I was just you know you know what I thought, Daryl. I, I have two Celica convertibles. I got a Super, the Target Top, but I needed my fleet mm-hmm. another convertible, possibly a British convertible. That'd be a great, wouldn't it? Excellent and, choice. And, and lucky enough, there's one out at uh, just out Mapleton. Is that Mapleton? Uh, yeah, up by uh, up towards Canton. Yeah, somewhere out, out there. There's a lake out there. There's a bunch of ritzy houses. Uh, lake Camelot, that's Camelot. what it's called. And there's a guy who has a totally sweet 1976 MGB uh, red convertible. It's a peppy 1800cc, 62 flaming horsepower, four-speed transmission. <laughs> I'm guessing that's an automatic. Slow down. 40,000 miles. It's got front and rear rubber bumpers, dual carburetors, black leather interior, sport bucket seats, AM, FM radio. Full tono cover and a boot. I know from owning a Celica with a boot, that boot's worth about 400 bucks right there. It has a toolkit. It's got a 2021 restoration. It includes some uh, new paint. It's got new tires. It's got these awesome, like, spoky, like, cool wheels on it. Love it. Totally cool. So an MGB is one of those cars I'm like, hey, you know what? I could totally pick one of these up super cheap. So I was totally ready to go down to the price and see. Well, what would you think two years ago an MGB would go for? A decent, mm. rebuilt, you know, nice paint. Mid-70s? Yeah. I'd say six, six grand, 6500 And that would be top of the line, you'd think, right? I mean, that, that is mint. I think five to six grand to me is, like, maxed yeah. out. Well, hey, if you want to buy this car, call old Dick Dragu, and he'll sell it to you for fourteen nine ninety five. $14,995. Now, folks, I know we've hit the top of the market. <laughs> I, know, I know that everything is yeah. like record heights. But I'm not sure I can find a 1976 automatic MG for $15,000. I just can't find it in my heart. But you know what? I put it in my, I put it in my personal wallet. 
that car's you? that car's in my virtual garage because it's a it's a mint find. But guess what? I'm not breaking out the wallet for this one. I mean, it, it's got low miles, but <laughs> most of these, for it. Yeah. most of these do. Yeah, 14k. So that that's what I paid for this BMW motorcycle. Yeah, look at your M. MGB, and then look at that motorcycle. Well, I if tell me MGB that's where we're it. in here, I, and I think that car's clean enough. I think that you would look at the two cars, and you you could see equal value in them. I just my my biggest problem with this is is knowing what MGs and MGBs were going for a couple of years ago. Mm, yeah. this, this car is off off the scale, and and the other thing about it because it doesn't. Doesn't bring passion to me as Marie might. Does add. it spark joy? Does it spark joy because it's got an automatic transmission? I don't. Why even own that car with an automatic transmission? I don't know. I don't, maybe that's just where the market is today. I I'm curious. I'm going to start when I go home tonight. I'll probably fall asleep. But tomorrow, <laughs> first thing I'm going to actually Google and see just kind of ballpark what those are going for. Yeah. Now. If it is over, if it's like ten to twelve, ten to fifteen. Yeah. Uh, then I'm with you. I'm going to have some anguish and regret yeah. because you could have bought these things all day. Absolutely. For we could have had five a fleet. Grand. Could, I could have filled my Morton building with about six or seven of these for 20 grand total. Well, well that's life. You could have bought the stock when it was down, too. I mean, you don't know. You don't that's know true. where the market's going to go. Yeah, that's, that's true. What's the next big thing? What's the next big thing that's about to pop? We need to start buying those now. I'm done. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out together. And Gabe, speaking of uh, decisions involving vehicles and money, I, I see a link here. There's not much in the description, but I see a link to a Bring a Trailer website. What is your car of the week, my friend? Oh, I have been pining. This th- this was not something that I found for this show. Oh. I have been pining over this car this for a month and a half. Oh. It is a 2006 Lamborghini Gallardo six-speed. Hey. It is blue, and it has 3,600 miles on it. 3,600. It's in Springfield, Illinois. It was. So I watched this auction. So uh, old guy dies. He's got about 10 to 12 what, premium. What's old, by the way? Because I'm considered old to some people. I actually don't know okay, his just age. Check, just it check. was an estate sale. <laughs> you're fine. You're, you're getting, better health. You're, <clears throat> you're getting close. But... Uh, <laughs> He's got an amazing collection. He's got a he's got a Porsche 911 GTR GT3 RS with Ooh. 300 miles on it that real I wanted. Low mileage yes, stuff. real low. He's got this Lamborghini he bought 3600 miles. And I watched this and I talked to my friends and I talked to my wife and who said no, but I said yes. <laughs> and I said if I can get this at a mint, I could buy it. And then uh, it went for $180,000 at auction. Oh, my goodness. And that was the local auction in Springfield. But you know what? It's a gorgeous so, car. So what auction? Was it actually a car auction or was it some kind of an auction site? It was through an estate auction okay. center. Okay. It wasn't okay. through a car auction center. So Got I thought it would okay. get lower prices. Yeah, right. And uh, I did all the research and the history on this car back in the day, like a month ago. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was bought about three, four years ago. And it had only like 300 less miles on it. And they they paid like a hundred to one hundred thirty five thousand for it, and I thought, oh, maybe I can get it for ninety thousand, a hundred. No, hundred eighty thousand, and now it's on Bring a Trailer, but it's gorgeous. It's a gated six speed manual Gallardo, and that's what I want. I don't want an Etronic automatic mm-hmm. Lamborghini. Oh, if yeah. I'm going to spend, I mean, they drive terribly. I've well, but if you're if you're going to spend the money on a supercar, yeah. get a supercar you can drive. That's my opinion. And I'll I, give you that. I'll give you that. I love the new Supra, even though it was automatic. I loved it. But if I'm going to buy a Lamborghini, I want a manual. With the so, joy. Yeah, exactly. And this this would be 
bring me joy. So this I is promise. the V10, right? It's Might the V10 be the new power. sound effect yes. for the board, by the way. Does it bring you joy? Does it bring you joy? <laughs> yeah, that won't get you sued. <laughs> <laughs> These things, when they came out, I remember that V10 sound. The V8, I think it was like a 4.2 V8 that was like the kind of the base motor. And then I think the V10, you could get extra. Maybe I'm thinking the Audi R8. It's the same chassis. Yeah. That V10 screams. That is the most evil-sounding Italian motor I've ever heard. There's a guy in town that has one, and on days where, I don't know, he's just feeling a little froggy, I will hear that thing rip up and down Knoxville near my house. And I, I'll be sitting in the backyard, and I'm like, that's the Lambo. And because it just sounds wicked. And I remember when these came out, they were about 175, 200K, right? Yep. yep. So this thing really, value-wise, has kind of held its value. Oh, absolutely. And, and you just made the argument against the C8 electric. Because there's a heart and a soul in an engine and an exhaust and hearing a car and feeling it versus just going. <laughs> Is that there fun to guess? I'm sorry. Did I accidentally hit that? It's the one he knows where it is. My bad. My Same bad. Trombone. Yeah. So if you got this thing, what would you do? It's got so little miles on it. Would you drive it to <laughs> Taco Bell drive through and uh, backwards? Yeah. Backwards. <laughs> I have get done your that, chalupa no. or what, what would you no, do with it? No, I, I would have drove the crap out of this for like a year or two. Yeah. And I would have sold it and I would have got all my money back and maybe made a couple bucks and been happy because you need to drive these cars. You can't just collect them. And I get it. Some cars are so low mileage and they're in such good shape. You need to preserve them for the next generation or whatever sure. else. But no, just yeah. enjoy it. It's a car. Have fun. Fix it up. I, I, I could see that. And, and that's why I bid on this particular vehicle uh, at $135,000. I'm in. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I bid on a car this week on Bring a Trailer. Yeah, but you always do like wuss bids. Okay. So so let me explain something real quick for Eric. This is just this is just for Eric. Oh, you so, got to drop some knowledge. Right, right. So, so Eric bid on a car today or yesterday. And it was like the the minimum bid, basically. No, was I? I knew two thousand out there. He knows it's going to get outbid. Well, That's yeah, the point. Probably. He knows he's not going to win the car, but he wants to bid. And I say, Eric, Eric, why do you make these bids? And he says, Well, I want to be kept in the loop on the car. It's, so it sends you alerts all the time. Yeah. you've been outbid. Yeah, but if you scroll down right oh. under the comments section, there's a little link that says, "Keep me in this conversation via email," yeah, that you can just click. And then you know what's going on with yeah, the car. Yeah. So you don't actually have to bid. Yeah. But all you do is see the comments that are not constructive that somebody flags and then they disappear and it says, this comment was removed. I might as well start it. I was first. I mean, I get the alert from Bring a Trailer. What would you bid on? What would you bid on? It was a 1993 Celica GTS. All right. So you get the first one in. Yeah. $2,000. Threw it down. Did you say first? No. That's I should what you should do. You should great. bid and say yeah. first on every one of these. Yeah. yeah. It'll and then be I get like 100 likes every time. <laughs> yeah, it's all about likes on Bring a Trailer. It's so. all a meme. Yeah. <laughs> Hang so on. Let's let's go back four or five years. Did you guys get on Bring a Trailer when it was early? No, I I, I was on there a long time ago. I I was a spectator. I never. Uh, never but you but you saw there. the site. Mm-hmm. So Bring a Trailer is crazy now. Yeah. Back in the day, I looked at Bring a Trailer every day, and I looked at every car that was sold on Bring a Trailer because it was like ten to fifteen cars. And I think I I passed that peak. I, there was a time like two years ago where I watched it. I got the emails every week, every two maybe twice a week. And I would follow that email, and I would read the articles. And I think it was like a year ago they had an opening for like an appraiser writer. Yeah. And I like pass that to you. I'm like, Daryl, this is you. That'd be fun. Yeah. And I'm like, but how long can that market last? But you know what? They do a great job. They do a better job at marketing specialized cars, I think, than any other site 
in the United States. They do. They really, really do. So I don't, I don't think they're going away. Oh, I'm not, I'm not arguing with that. No, I'm, not, that. I'm not either, but I'm just saying, I think at the time when I said something to Daryl, I was like, ha, here's a farce. This might be something you could look into. But I, I really do believe that they will keep growing. I mean, we talk about car gurus and these other websites. Mm-hmm. Great sites for retailing cars. I mean, Auto Trader and these big mega sites are going to still do Altimas and Camrys sure, and stuff like sure. that. But bring a trailer. I don't foresee, with the internet-savvy consumers who are looking at collectible cars, I don't see anybody else doing what they're doing in the next next couple of years at least. No, no. And when you're looking for something, you want to find an old Corvette or you want to find an old Datsun 240Z, you'll find one there. You go to eBay and you're going to find Datsun 240Z cup, uh, you know, like a, a coffee mug or all this other. They have goofy. totally robbed that market. It used to be you could type yeah. in FJ60 in eBay and mm-hmm. find like three or four FJ60s for sale. That's not the case anymore. No, no, it's like a keychain for an FJ. <laughs> and maybe once or twice a year you'll find an actual vehicle. Yeah. There. Even eBay Motors, they tried to kind of separate that. Yeah. That sucks too. So. I think you're right. I think Bring a Trailer is going to continue to grow. I think the only thing that people don't want to do is pay that extra commission. They don't want to pay that the 250 consignment fee or whatever it no, is. No, no. It's, it's $99 to list your vehicle because yeah. I listed a couple years well, ago. Well, when I was going to win the and bid, the, it said. The buyer want... pays. The seller doesn't pay. Yeah, the it, buyer pays. It warns it. you because I bid, I bid a lot, you know, so I know yeah. this. I get that yeah. alert when I bid 2000 oh, yeah. By the way, you're going to pay an additional $250 buyer's fee, which I was good with. You know, if I get the car for twenty two fifty, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to increase that's that realistic. bid tonight? Are you going to go online and bump that up? No. Pump them rookie <laughs> numbers done. up. But w- what I was getting at is that back in our day when Bring a Trailer launched, our you could day? actually. Who's our day? We're old. Come on. Yeah. Get, it's Shut five, up. ten years you ago. You always make fun of how much older I am than you guys. Yeah, a lot. I'm like but, twice. I'm, I'm like add these two guys up and I'm like their age. Well, okay. Well, I, I, I've been meaning to bring this up. Eric's actually my father. Is he? I, I realized it about a year ago. Did you do the Maury show? Exactly. He, he did the yeah. test. You yeah. No. yeah, the you test is all to say. Guess how many auctions there are currently on Bring a Trailer. Ooh, that's a great question. No, I've got the number. You guys guess. 250. Oh, I'll say I'll, I'll 10 times that number. I'll say 2,300. 631 auctions right now. That's it? That's like a hundred auctions ending a day because they do them like wrong. seven days a week. Okay, I'll give you that. It's a lot, and it used to be ten to fifteen cars. You could keep up with it all. It's so much now. You yeah. have to search. You have to focus. But it's a great site. I love it. I'm just mm. saying it not. It's not what it used to be, and it's crazy. Hmm. And why are we not part of it? I think that's, that's well. You had the opportunity, Daryl. I blew it. Yeah, Sarah would be so happy with you if all you did was like drive around the Midwest, taking pictures of cars, right, right. and then what complaining. It's like I haven't found the right verbs and adjectives to describe this car. Like a frustrated uh, Van Gogh or something. <laughs> but because because it would all be about alliteration and like you know how you wrote the article, you know, and then you'd be trying to top yourself every time, right? Terrible. Yeah. No, I'm not a creative. I, I really am. I mean. That seems like something that'd be more in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I think you and I together, if we could knock it out. We'd, like, but I don't think I'm going to hire good... two people for one person job. <laughs> the two of us would be one frustrated creative author. <laughs> I like it. One of us. He's would like cut a dual personality. I don't understand this guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's bipolar. Yeah, sort of, something like that. There's two guys, and they hate each other. <laughs> the Eric Wees is priceless. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope I didn't make him sick or whatever I've got. Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't coughed up a lung, so we're, we're doing yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. So with that, you have come to the end of another Throwing Wrenches episode. Are you happy? Do you feel good about it? I do. Did this spark joy? 
There it is. There you go. There all is. right. So, again, we appreciate all feedback for the show. You know, go to LinkedIn. Go to Twitter. Go to Facebook. Share the episode. You know what? A rating on Spotify means a million bucks to me. Those couple... Oh, man, Daryl. Tonight, I will sleep so easily knowing that two people rated and reviewed our show on iTunes. Yeah. You won't even grit your teeth when you go to bed. I won't. And my wife will be so happy. And tomorrow morning when I wake up and she... Gets the best night of her sleep. She goes, what happened to you last night? I go, I got two reviews on iTunes. Uh, that's what will happen. So. That, that, is, that yeah. is. And I'm glad, that, uh, I'm glad to hear that. If you do want to get in touch with us, info at throwingwrenches.com. Like us on Facebook. And we'll do something on TikTok, despite what Gabe says at some point. Yeah. Get also, TikTok. catch some of that pre-show that we put on the Facebook Live. And uh, also, if you're a Patreon subscriber, thank you again so much. Uh, enjoy your swag. For Throwing Wrenches, this is Eric Stahl. I'm Daryl Scott. Gabe Casey. Bye-bye.